up with it too. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> it's I heard it, and I laughed at my own joke like a fucking idiot. <laughs> we are also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. <laughs> you know what's really funny about that clip? What? When you see Meliana back there, when he says Puerto Rico, she kind of like looks around for a minute and then like looks back at him like, what the fuck did you just say? Well, what's funny in that in that <laughs> clip, and by the way, not political, I just think it's funny how he says uh, Puerto Rico. So relax, people out there, relax. Uh, but after that, he goes... But you guys say, and he says it normal. He goes, Puerto Rico. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you say it like that? He's just having fun. Relax. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll get political. He gave water bottles to poor people. I think we should give him a break. Mm. And Big Macs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I, that's, yeah, we just set this on fire. Let's restart the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Getting Some Color. Oh, I just think <laughs> no, you know what? You know, if a train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, I don't think... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, Israel. Do you think Hulk Hogan is like, brother, I was at East Palestine, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, did you think Hulk Hogan derailed the train? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were going to say. Hogan derailed the train. Uh, I did see a funny joke about how the reason why Biden hasn't visited is because in the past, presidents uh, typically don't align themselves with Palestinians. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> That's really good. Stupid. I thought it was pretty good. But well, then show about wrestling, right? Yeah, they should, oh, just, they should just rename their their township East Ukraine. Maybe he'd he'd East, come right there. East Ukraine. Oh god. <laughs> uh, I was just you know like because Hulk Hogan you know, makes like lies and shit. I could just see him be like, brother, I was at East Palestine, fucking Ohio, and. <laughs> Fucking trees. Brother, I went across the international date line and I, I worked 42 hours in one day. <laughs> and then Harley Race like put fire on the train and it fucking blew up. Lars Holder really wanted to be in Metallica, brother, but I, I told him yeah. Yeah, he deserved to be in it, brother. <laughs> fucking Undertaker did a tube show pile driver on the train, so I just said, no, brother, no. I don't like Norfolk Southern because the color of their end is black, brother. You know what I'm just saying? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, this episode's fucked. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> well, managed to cover. Let's see. We we hit we hit politics. We've already we've already covered anti-Semitism. We got we got our racism in there. Uh, women aren't people. All right, we covered it all. We're not going to touch LGBT. It's that's too soft. Uh, they're fucking taking care of that at Hogwarts. Uh, so. Yeah, Revelio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how Florida's doing the gender checks during yeah, the sporting. <laughs> Guys, welcome to get some color. We are doing Survivor Series 1993 and WWF Monday Night Raw, November 29th, 1993. And boy, oh boy, we almost had a pr- good pay-per-view almost it was you know it's still not bad it's but man we'll get there (laughs) oh man i almost died there (laughs) but uh, okay bobby heenan and vince are on commentating and then there's gonna be a special uh announced team later on 
and there was a special introduction to this show yeah. <laughs> where they did uh, like more. It's like, I don't know what happened, but it's like when you said when they started this whole Lex Express things and Dubs was like, this is like weird mind control MK Ultra shit with Lex Luger. And then they start off with like this really weird introduction where he's like sitting in his his living room with his family. Hi, I'm WWF superstar Lex Luger. And I'm here with my family and I want to wish you all happy Thanksgiving. You know, like <laughs> it, it it does feel weird to the point like the Mandela effect happened and like the timelines have changed somehow where instead of Lex, like it somehow it could have been like, I don't know, surfer sting uh, <laughs> in fucking uh, WWF at this time. Because, like, Lex looks so out of place and so, like, not not real. <laughs> Especially, like, the only person that was real was the daughter that didn't fucking say a word. Like, I, I, I want to, she's like, I want out of this segment. <laughs> yeah, how extra fucked is it they made, they made his, I, I don't know if it's real family or not. If it was, that's super fucking convenient. But I'm assuming it wasn't because the wife was far too Native American appearing. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's way too on the nose. Well, he took uh, the talk to his wife, probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, fucking, you don't like Ned Flanders, Lex Luger? No, no, uh, no. I, I, I like I said, the only time I like I was interested in him is when he was narcissist, kind of, and the narcissist, and maybe a little bit when he was bad NWO, but when he's good NWO and good guy Lex in, in WWF, I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> but right. I, Cro- Crockett I just, Lex, early WCW Lex, good stuff, Wolfpack. That's about yeah. it. We'll see. Yeah, Wolfpack. Yeah, Wolfpack's like, hey, there's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of drugs. I mean, I, that's you're not wrong. They're <laughs> there. A fuck ton of drugs. People died, unfortunately. But oh well. Wow, that's a mood killer. So yeah, well, Lex. Lex is doing his thing uh, on TV, trying to brainwash America. We're not yeah. falling for it. No. Apparently, his briefs aren't either. His fucking ass is eating his his fucking underwear later, but that's a whole different thing. I mean, you see, uh, he, he's in the best physical shape of his life. That's America's ass. That I mean, that's America's ass. It's he's got the flag on his ass, so it's it just is what it is. He was really vocal, by the way, in tonight's pay per view. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't doing the fearful punches where he's he's shouting in terror. He was like he was shouting like in in Amer- American Pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the the, the bah! <laughs> it was more it was more forceful yeah he, he uh his american uh I, I don't know what i'm fucking talking about. i'm not even on the beam right now i'm just that was just a brain fart in general he did do his his oaf cells his oaf he like yeah. falls over yeah that's we'll, what i was more on <laughs> but we'll get there um uh also there's like shenanigans with, with <laughs> monsoon and bobby heenan to the show because gorilla and uh, JR are doing like WWF radio most of the show, except for like one match later. I, I don't know. I think they were just probably like advertising in a way. Be like, hey, hey you're listening to radio. You could go watch Vincent he- uh, uh, Paul Heyman, Jesus Christ. Bobby That's Heenan. Later. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Heenan and uh, you know, on commentating for tv and then obviously the radio had to advertise hey i'm gorilla monsoon on radio even though they probably know it it just that's what they fucking do the promote. Uh, i mean remember later on whenever the, there's the fucking wwf cafe 
fucking downtown in Times Square or some shit. WWF every... New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They shot yeah, angles they... there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They like, had things happen there, and they would always... I remember, like, anytime they had a pay-per-view, there, and then they would, like, go back to someone, like, reporting there, or, like, it's it's a fucking weather report. I'm like, yeah, it's wild here. There are people. They're watching the same stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Wrestling. Back to you. And I'm like, huh? I always wanted yeah. to eat there, and then I heard, like, the food was just, eh. Like, it was just, eh. It's not that bad. I, w- I went there once. I-, I went there when Stone Cold was heel, and he used to go there and beat up pretty much Kurt Angle every time Kurt Angle would come and uh, awesome. uh, try to, <laughs> like, beat him up and shit. And they were they would fight throughout the restaurant. Man, I, I got to say, like, they were really, like, obviously there was a uh, table that they knew that they were going to go through, so it was probably, like, staff just eating around. And one... <laughs> Kurt Angle did angle slab on fucking Stone Cold on the the uh, table, which it never went on TV. But we got a show after it went off the air from that restaurant. It was pretty it's awesome. Like, it's kind of like medieval times, but wrestling is what it yeah. sounds like. Mm-hmm. You, you're ready for a hot take? Confuse a lot of people by saying this. I'm mostly saying it's a troll, but there's a little bit of truth to it. We didn't deserve heel Stone Cold. We didn't deserve it. It we was, it was very underappreciated. We weren't. He's the Dreamcast of of wrestling gimmick turns. It was just. It was ahead of its time, but it was great. It's actually hilarious if you go back and watch some of the dumb oh, shit. Like he yeah. he was mean, but there's so many bits that are so funny. Like he was. It was great. I mean, we'll eventually get there, right? But oh my, my goodness, thing, my favorite thing he ever did was when he had. Uh, uh, this was after all the Vince shit. And he was he started leading the the alliance and shit. And then he had like all the the fucking random WCW guys and shit in the ring, and Hugh Morris was there, and he's like, "Your name is Hugh Morris, <laughs> what?" And he's just kind of like standing there, like, "Are you making fun of me right now?" He's like, "Hugh Morris, <laughs> what?" <laughs> and, he, and he starts face bombing. He's like, "Is that funny? Is that humorous? <laughs> Are you here to make me laugh?" <laughs> <laughs> he just killed that guy's. He just killed him dead. <laughs> you know, uh, I wish I could find it. <laughs> before we move on in Survivor Series, one of my favorite tag teams is the Power Trips, uh, Stone Cold and Triple H. Well, the two man Power Trip, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the greatest match to the the greatest main event of Raw history is two man Power Trip versus Chris Jericho and Redacted. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not I don't mean that like as a like, I believe that. I mean, it, I'd be hard to argue, but it's like I, I think it's rated. It's like rated as like the highest uh, raw main event ever or something hmm. ridiculous thing like that. So a fun fact, which is great because pretty early. Isn't that the one where uh, Trips blew his quad? Yep. Like early on. Yeah. And then the, like he's still at uh, Jericho do the, the spot on the table with uh, the walls like that's that's trust right there. I had to fucking hurt. Mm, yeah, mm. that. Yeah. You know what doesn't hurt? The first match. Dude, <laughs> you're right. That match. That match was really good. Besides, like the when IRS goes into the fucking match. Ah, he's not in it too much, so yeah. he doesn't really, you know, stink the joint up. But uh, we got mid card heel team versus mid card babyface team. <laughs> you, got, you got Diesel. Ad Bomb, Rick Martel, and IRS versus One Two Three Kid, Mari Gennetti, Razor Ramon, and Randy Savage. Surprise! 
replaced Mr. Perfect. It was supposed to be Mr. Perfect, but for some reason he wasn't there. And I didn't look into why he wasn't there. So uh, a lot of that happened on this show, but you know. Yeah. I like I obviously Macho Man's gonna get a pop. But I I I question like why, but then again they had to change things on the fly. <laughs> it's like I, I mean perfect could have been hurt possibly, you know, mm-hmm. and they just like you know, all right, take the take a couple weeks off, brother. We'll find a replacement. <laughs> mm. What's that, Randy? You want to wrestle really bad? Okay. Man. Um, but... Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Razor and Martel start off, and you know the shit they do is always good together. Oh yeah, Rick Martel's fucking crazy good. Yep. He's underappreciated, in my opinion. I I think he was, but I think more people have started to come around to him like later, like with the internet and the the network and everything. Um, I love the cartwheel spot. I it love that. It's every time. <laughs> that was one of the best ones he ever did. Was when one two three kid. He's 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 being all fast and shit, and then he just cartwheels outside. He ah! <laughs> just, yeah. Um. There's a cool spot where like Razor uh, does an atomic drop and he sends Martel the baby face corner and then he gets punched back to Razor and then he does an inverted atomic drop to him and he does the cell. It's not quite the Rick Rude cell, but he does the cell. <laughs> oh, and I kind of have I, I I just looked it up just to see, and even the people that looked into this don't know. <laughs> they said this. Some say he was in rehab. Some say he left due to steroids issues. And some say he was hurt. Either way, they don't know what it is. <laughs> like, could be those three things. Mr. Perfect used some Ico Pro, and it cost him to get the shit, so he couldn't show up. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's the explanation I'm going with. <laughs> but, uh, Razor does a clothesline, Mang, and hits the sack of shit, slam Mang. And then Martel's like, ah, oh, my back. And he tags Ad Bomb in. And this is interesting, because... Uh, they do a few spots where Adam Bomb actually overpowers Razor several times. I and think that was, I think that was on purpose. I don't think obviously he was going into business for himself or bad oh, no. booking. I think they had to. They're trying to build Adam Bomb to be this big guy that could destroy anybody. But then later on, I just go, well, why? <laughs> well, Bomb is is bigger than Razor, and you know Razor's a baby face now, so he has to like you know kind of sell or get his ass kicked more mm. for a guy that size somehow you, you gotta like pick your spots where you do it and uh you know scott hall was known as a guy who did like to sell and work so yeah uh they do the the greco roman knuckle lock the, the test of strength i always love that old spot mm-hmm. and it gets the crowd rumbling man i don't know it's really funny to me how like such a simple thing just always works like that and like nobody does stuff like that anymore. Yeah. Um Razor almost gets out of it, then Bomb kicks him in the gut, and then Razor starts rebuilding his strength again. And he kicks him back a few times. Does a Northern Lights light suplex jazz. He he pins Bomb, but then Martel comes in to break it up and he drops an elbow on Adam Bomb by accident because Razor like sees him at the last second. He's like, oh shit, and then he <laughs> Accidentally elbow drops him. This causes stuff to start breaking down for the heel team. Because 
Harvey Wilkman comes in. He's like, hey, what the fuck? You just saw Bo drop my guy. And then Martell just punches him in the face. <laughs> just He didn't even hesitate. He's just like, fuck you. Bam. <laughs> and then I, Bomb starts yelling at him. And then it, it all breaks down for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was like interesting. I, whether it was on purpose or not, they played it off like it was real. And I liked it. And it, it, looked, like, it looked like the crowd was in it too. It too. It's different too because you know usually like not too often the heel teams tend to collude more, and they'll do something like where it's it's more like the end of the match where somebody will fuck up and then the heels will get mad at each other. This is like really early on instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, I think one two three kid comes in next and he starts doing some hellacious bumping for like Adam Bomb and Diesel. <laughs> They just let him f- fling him all the way around the ring and everything. Well, Diesel, and, Diesel was throwing him like, re- like the crowd got it, like kind of like whoa every time. Uh, one, two, three, kid was like in the air because he tossed him like from one corner to the other corner a he lot. Did. He got he got some air. What's really cool about one, two, three, kid Sean Waltman at this time is is he's kind of like the only guy like that that's like built the way he is. So it makes him like really unique that he he can sell that way and do like some of the stuff that he does. And he looks good doing it. Well, he he makes the other person look good. Yeah. Uh, I think Diesel's just beating the shit out of him until Kid hits like a head scissors. He hits like a flying head scissors, and then that's when Macho Man comes in. Crowd goes ape shit when he gets in there. Uh, he starts cleaning house, and then like he throws out a bomb into Diesel. And that makes Adam Bomb mad. He's like, look, ah, like more miscommunication stuff. And he does like the run and knee to his back and sends him out of the ring. And then Savage I, body slams Diesel. I got a question. Drop. I got a question for you about Macho Man because I'm not a fan of like the whole get up suit that he has in mm-hmm. in the ring. Is that because of the whole steroid situation that he probably lost all the the you know the big muscles and shit, or he just likes wearing that stuff? No. He just likes wearing that because he started wearing that uh, a few years before that happened. He changed, okay. he just changed his gear. Um, yeah, he he hits the elbow drop on Diesel and Diesel's out. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't know if Diesel. I didn't think Diesel would be out first, but he he was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, at least Macho Man took him out. It wasn't like some. It wasn't like he lost a one two three kid or something. But, uh, but brother, he's gonna he's gonna get distracted soon, brother. <laughs> Uh, Martel tries to sneak attack Savage during the confusion. That doesn't work. And then IRS comes in, and then Savage hits some clotheslines and stuff, and then tags Razor, and then they start beating on Razor. It, like he, he he takes a knee to the back. You know the sneaky the heel team will knee the guy in the back when he's running the ropes. Oh mm-hmm. shit! <laughs> Vince is like he's cheating, and Bobby's like that's surviving. Cheating is surviving. Have you ever <laughs> cheated anyone, McMahon? And Vince is like, of course not, which is really funny, by the way. And then Bobby's like, try it sometime. It's enjoyable. Swerving people is enjoyable. <laughs> Out there, fucking, uh, fucking Vince Russo is like, yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, bro. Swerve, bro. That's a different swerve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, IRS is working Razor over for a while, and then Martell does it too, and he sweats so, so goddamn much, IRS. It's because he's a fucking a government pig. 
<laughs> I mean, like, he's just, but the some kid in the front row gets really pissed off when, when like Martel's in there working on him. Like he he's like yelling. <laughs> Just thought it was funny. <laughs> Razor tries to he almost gets uh gets out of it. He hits like a knee lift, but uh, and then it breaks down. And then at this point, I was like, I can't do regular play by play anymore because too much shit's happening. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> I'd have to keep pausing. So like I kind of made myself uh change my the rest of my notes because that's kind of like the how the rest of the night went yeah I, i'm actually honestly proud of you for making it this far i've been sitting here <laughs> like yeah i think like shit happened and the match ended that was like every match <laughs> <laughs> no, i was like it, it, i could keep up if if at a pretty good pace but when it's like okay for example whenever they do like uh rock and roll versus heavenly bodies and shit it's too fast i can't i can't do it so <laughs> i don't even try but um, let's see. Savage takes back over. Majin Crush comes in. That's his name now. That's like it's <laughs> never not going to be his name because of you. <laughs> I mean, it it's it fits. <laughs> the C should be on his forehead, though, not on his, not on his fucking singlet. <laughs> it's a giant stupid C on his forehead. Be <laughs> but, um. Yeah, he uh, Crush is not in the match. He just comes out to fuck with Savage, and then Savage, of course, is is crazy, and he's like mad because he sees Crush and he wants to beat him up. But and he's like, yeah, he's doing the shit. His veins are <laughs> popping out of his neck and everything. Even and Razor then, is like, no, no, <laughs> no, man, no. And kids trying to talk him down, all that stuff. And then like IRS sees him, and of course, like the IRS is a bunch of assholes. He attacks Savage from behind. He fucking audits him and pins him. <laughs> and then like like Savage didn't get hit with a move or anything he just got rolled up and he doesn't care anymore and he just fucking runs out of the ring and goes after Crush <laughs> don't give a fuck so this threat this common threat of Savage is crazy and he'll eliminate himself from any kind of weird match like Royal Rumble Survivor Series whatever you can't <laughs> count on him <laughs> He's not reliable in gimmick matches. It's it's true. It's a dog, I, he's a dog cars. Yeah, the Royal Rumble thing. He's just so into it. He just like fuck it. He just jumps over and, it, and they have like all the fly makeup rules. Like you can't throw yourself out. <laughs> I <laughs> guess not. The rules. He, <laughs> he's, he's a lot better as a single in a one on one match. <laughs> uh, then Adam Bomb and Marginetti start fighting for a bit, and then IRS comes back, and then. Razor comes back after he beats up Janetti, and Razor start beat. He starts beating the ten ninety nines out of him, and <laughs> fucking <laughs> he does. I mean, he's hitting those punches pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> and he slings them hard to like the corners, like the, the corners on each side of the ring, and he does fucking big choke slam. And then he's like, "It's over, man!" And he goes for the the Razor's edge, and he gets him out. IRS is eliminated. But just like Stop. the just like the IRS, they come yeah. back and That's, hit, hit him with a briefcase. We should send the IRS over the fucking razor's edge too. Yes, in <laughs> Minecraft. In Minecraft. <laughs> uh, but then our uh, let's see, uh, it breaks down for a minute, and in the chaos, Ra- Razor manages to like muscle Martell up, like he's gonna hit him with a razor's edge. But then IRS comes in and he hits him in like. I think the throat or something with like a Halliburton briefcase. <laughs> just, he did bleed, then, by the way. 
Yeah, I think he hit him like kind of in the lip or something. Uh, and then Razor gets counted out because he like flops out of the ring or some shit. So he gets eliminated from count out from a Halliburton briefcase. Making him look strong. So it's uh, Kid Janetti, Bomb, and Martell. That's what's left. And one, two, three, Kid gets in the ring and they start chanting one, two, three. And then Eden goes, Look at this. It's amazing. The crowd in Boston can count up to three. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vince is like, Stop it. <laughs> uh, See, Kid does a flying drop kick from the flapjack, the, the, the flapjack drop kick, the same as Zane does it now. Uh, he does a suicide dive. Great looking suicide dive, but this is but Adam Bomb catches him mid suicide dive like it wasn't even a thing. It's like you just threw like I don't know fucking one of those long pillows at him or something. There's <laughs> a fucking my pillow. He, he caught him my pillow. <laughs> he caught like a giant my pillow and then just slams him on the mat. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they get heat on kid for a while, and then he manages to tag Marty in. Marty's Come back, does a flying elbow drop thing or elbow not drop. Uh, they do a double team version of the same move, and then Martel throws Kid in the corner. And when he comes back in, he charges him, and then he does a sunset flip on Martel and he pins him. It's like whoa, he got him. And then Bomb comes in, and Kid goes for Marty. He just launches himself across the ring, and tags Marty, and then Bomb charges over their corner, and then Marty does a sunset flip to him and pins him. <laughs> it's over. It was a slick finish. It was like and super it, fast. Yeah, the crowd popped big. It was it was a good finish. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. say, great opener, lots of fun and good action. Nobody did badly. Even IRS, the fucking asshole government official, didn't stink the matchup because he wasn't in it that much. <laughs> yeah, the only thing like, I I get it. Two versus one against Adam Bomb. I just didn't like. How it, like he was gonna grab him and then all of a sudden like got pinned and I was like no was, I didn't like the ending. I thought it was okay because it's like you know it's little smaller guys and Bomb's been wrestling for a while he's kind of tired. It could happen. Don't you mm. believe in miracles? That's yeah. That's the whole thing of the surprise roll up. It's it's the most dangerous move in all of wrestling. Like you you, you can't like. You, you can't. You gotta respect the the roll up. I kind of like it because the uh, he he says uh, I can't remember if it was Vince or if it was Bobby, but they were talking about the roll up that he gets. I think it's Vince, and then but he immediately says something about, oh, "Let's see if uh, we'll see if Marty can top that right as he tagged him," and then he immediately does it, and he's like, "I guess he can." So that was kind of cool that the, the commentary tied into it pretty well. It, I thought it was kind of a smooth transition. I didn't expect dual dual sunset flips. No, so <laughs> so I have a question: with how you guys rated the this match and, and just these matches in general, are you treating them as like trying to rate them for what you expect they would be because they're Survivor Series matches, or are you comparing it just to any other match too? Any other match? Okay, yeah, because it's still like a it's just a larger tag team match with elimination. So it's not like mm -hmm. something weird, like a battle. It's not a battle Royal. It's not anything weird like that. You can still have mm -hmm. psychology and stuff happen in this match. Okay. Well, I, I just wondered because these matches can go on kind of long, but it's like not fair to hold that against them because that's how they're designed. Yeah, I guess. So, okay. Just making sure we're, we're all on the same page. 
What would you guys rate it? I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. It, it was it was good. Um, I won't say it's amazing because I like another match compared to this. Uh, but it was a good starter. It was very quick. I like there was power. Uh, you have the quickness of Marty Jannetty and One Two Three Kid. I kind of wish they'd become a tag team. They they look good as a tag team. I think they do uh, next year. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously I love Razor. Um, IRS. I mean, he like like you said, he wasn't in there a lot, but I guarantee if he was, he'd probably be bringing down the match. Rick Martel, I love when he got fucking atomic dropped. He sold it really well. Um, Good job, Rick. And Diesel, being Diesel, just throwing people around and getting a paycheck, brother. Um, so that's my rating. What about you? I give this a seven point nine out of ten. Oh shit! <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Because it was, it was really good fun. Survivors, see, like the thing about Survivor Series matches is, is they're like kind of a crapshoot, depending on like, and you can't even necessarily pin it on who's in it. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you'll get a Survivor Series match, and you'll be like, man, there's so many good people in this match. It should be good, and then it's not for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems random. And this one, I didn't have like really high expectations for uh, because of that. I was just like, well, this might be good. And it was really good, I thought. It was it was a lot of fun, and everybody held up their end. I liked pretty much everybody in the match except IRS because it's IRS. You know? <laughs> Even yeah. Marty did good, you know? I mean, I'm not, like, a huge fan of Marty Gennetti, but when he would get in there and do his shit, he was good. Okay. Well, I don't have to feel bad at all about my, my rating now. I gave this an 8. <laughs> this is my match of the night. I love this. Yeah, I, I, I know I didn't talk very much before. I was still wheezing from the laughter <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> so I was like coughing every time I talked. My, my throat was like, ah, ah. so now I'm like not wheezing or whatever. I had to hit my inhaler. That's uh, what Logan does, brother. <laughs> fucking nearly killed myself. I'm a fat piece of shit. That's what I get for laughing at stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I love this match. I didn't expect Randy Savage to be in it. So that was a yeah. little cool thing. I loved uh, the psychology between Razor and Diesel, just briefly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, uh, Randy uh, and, and Diesel. I, I, it's kind of funny. I, I liked, as, as odd as it was, I worried about how they were going to handle Diesel being in the match. Because it, I know they're not, like, super pushing him yet, but, like, he's, he's still just this big guy. Like, And you know what's going to happen within the next year. So I guess me thinking of that a little bit. He's getting, um, like, a slow burn push right now. Right, they're not doing much, and then he just gets boosted to the moon. But uh, I just wondered what they, how they were going to do it, and he, if I told you uh, on paper, you looked at it, you'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. But he is the first eliminated in this match. But it made Why a lot of sense how they did it. Exactly. The way they did it was just made sense. I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. It was a great opener. It is a wonderful opener. Um this is one of the better yeah, traditional Survivor Series tag matches I've seen that I can remember, really. That, I know, same. I, I had the same thing. I was like, this is, like, I, I think if someone had asked me to tell them about a, like, if I had to pick anyone to give a good example of this is, like, how you sell how a Survivor Series match should be, like a traditional one, this is probably what I would choose. That or the um, the one from 2001, the, the winner takes all. 
Oh, the the invasion and winner take all match. Yeah, so I mean that one. That one's built for, but for a different reason. That one's because yeah. of everything with it. So I agree. Like it's one or the other, right? Uh, and I have a very weird, just deep in my heart. I don't know why. I have a very weird love for the really weird one in 2014. Uh, I think it's 2014 or 2013. The one that, that Sting. Rock and Sting they, no, it's the one no. that Sting debuted in. It's it's the Authority where. Uh, the big show does the turn again, and it's fucking stupid. But I love it because like everyone is knocked out in the ring for like a, a like a legitimate like seven minutes. Nobody moves, uh, and it's because Sting is debuting. Uh, but I mean, I'll, again, obviously, I like it for a different reason. It's so yeah. bad, it's good. It's it's a whole different reason to like it. But I agree, it's either got to be there's so much drama and story built into this, the match. Or it's just simply th- like mechanically, this is how this match is supposed to be choreographed. I I, I really liked it, so uh, it's not to undersell the other ones. I, I like the other ones for different reasons. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait that we talk about uh, the uh, like the one that the two that you would think wouldn't have been the ones I would have liked, especially because of who were in them. That those are the ones I like the most, but for different <laughs> reasons. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I'll stop going on and on. I gave it an eight. It's a is my match of the night. All right. Oh, you ready for this segment? <laughs> what, what, do you say? What, what do you guys say about this one? Dude, Ray Combs is so cheesy as, like, I understand what they're doing with the family feud. Yeah, with, with the, fa- the family feud and stuff. Uh, Stu Hart wearing a fucking Detroit Pistons jacket for some strange reason. Uh, and, and I don't know if this was recorded probably in Detroit or something, but you're in Boston, and obviously he changes his jacket later from Pistons to uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, no, jacket. that's Helen Hart on the back of his jacket. Not the. It's, it's not a Bruin. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Call uh, her a bear. But they went. They went <laughs> ham, dude. Like Keith. Keith Hart was talking about death, like <laughs> to the Shawn Michaels, because before that, Shawn Michaels was like dissing, being like. Um, you know, fuck their their parents and shit. Stu Hart and uh, whatever the wife's name is, Helen. Helen. Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, I, I wish they were de- like they should be gone. They, they he fucking HPK pretty much said to wish he would, they were dead. He said, if my parents looked like that, whether they were dead or not, they would be six feet under. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> damn, dude, I'm half buried. Uh, I mean, like, the the Hearts promo was just kind of okay, because, like, Brett did his shit, and then Owen fired up, and then the rest of them were just kind of, yeah. Yeah, we're here. I've got to say for them, they're Canada dry, so, you know. (laughs) They're Canada Um, dry. That's, that's. It's appropriate. But Bruce Hart Sean, is annoying. He's fucking annoying, dude. Oh, like, man, I got a whole thing about Bruce Hart. But, yeah, like, uh, Sean just masterfully just Uno reversed that shit <laughs> owned that segment. But go, what were you going to say, Chaz? So I went down a fucking rabbit hole about this because I had forgotten that the Raw before they had announced that it was going to be changed. I remember we talked about it briefly. But I, again, wondered the two big questions I had were, Okay, well, what are the who are these knights? And then, of course, they come out and they're literally the black, the blue, and the red knight, which I'll get to, the, to who they are if you don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Up. 
I, I looked it up because I went down this rabbit hole, and there's this huge article about why this match even exists, and it was the controversy in WWE that like got overshadowed because of the steroid scandal and other stuff. So the reason that this match happened is because uh, Lawler was being taken to court and was uh, facing criminal charges for sodomizing a teenager. And this happened literally right before. That's why they just had to suddenly get him off of television. And I had oh. heard about this, this issue. I had never known like the full story. Um, but uh, basically some crazy fan at like uh, after an indie show followed them back to their hotel and was like talking to his son and some other stuff. But then to make her boyfriend jealous said that she had slept with, with both of them and then changed it to uh, Jerry and then just changed it to, Oh no, he raped me. And then he went to, and then they went to court for all this. And I mean, it almost ruined his life. And then she admitted to all this, how she lied. But now he's got this stink. Like I've heard for years and years about, oh, he likes some young. Yeah, you know, people make all these jokes. I've even made them before, like being candid. Like I'm just joking. But, but like it kind of sucks. Like I, I mean, again, I don't I have no idea if there's other things out there or other allegations. That's re- regardless. But just looking at the isolated uh, incident of, well, this this is like a life ruining event that could happen to someone over someone lying, you know, over to make their boyfriend jealous. That's a bullshit. It's just crazy to think this all happened, and they were like, no, no, well, we'll get Sean back. And then Sean just turns it around, because he's not involved at all until like a week before. And then he's like, huh, those hearts? Well, I never liked him. I never liked Brett. They're like, Owen, and fuck his family. His, his mom's yeah. ugly. <laughs> he's a fireman? Well, HBK is too hot to put out. And then he's like, Bruce is a substitute teacher. He's got nothing he can teach me. <laughs> he's like fucking laughing and shit. <laughs> That's just wonderful. Oh, man. Now, you gotta love fucking Shawn Michaels. Uh, just turning that around. So, uh... <laughs> Whenever, whenever you're ready, I can tell you who the knights are because this this got to me. Unless you, do you guys want to say anything more about the promo before they actually come out? Because at this well, point, we don't know what the knights are going to be. I mean, it, it could be anything. Well, I got two things. One, uh, yeah. as far as like you know, her following Jerry to King Lawler, that's kind of uh, not. I shouldn't say normal, but usually after every like sporting event, the women mm-hmm. go to like bars nearby the arena because they know like the, su- the superstars are going to go there. And yeah. I remember Yarmir Yager, he's a hockey player. Uh, mm-hmm. After he won a game and stuff, uh, <laughs> she took a picture of her in the bed with Yarmir Yager, like passed out right next to the person, and then made like an allegation like she was forced. Like, th- so it's, it's, it's kind of like people running in front of the car and like acting like they got hurt by hitting them, mm-hmm. like an insurance thing. That's what they try to do. They try to get a quick paycheck. But the yeah. second. We should acknowledge Andy real fast. He, he did oh. a comment. <laughs> oh, oh, does he have a comment? Where's his comment at? I got a thing in front of my, my shiz here. It says, wow, it's like women can do just... Wow, it's like women can do just lie and ruin people's lives. That's what he Godzilla, said. Godzilla had a stroke and died trying to read that, Andy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, insert the meme. Just fine. Women can <laughs> and do... Easy, easy thing. If you're a person that would that would lie like that to ruin someone's life, man, woman, or whatever, uh, go fuck yourself, you selfish piece of shit. Like, 
again, don't get me wrong, it's not just that you do that to ruin someone's life. You also make it that much harder for other people to believe it when it really happens. So oh, real yeah. victims won't get listened to because one person fucked it up for everyone else. So go fuck yourself. I hope you have spent <laughs> the rest of your, your life in hell after you die getting pineapples shut up in your ass like Hitler. Yeah, All right, I'm, I'm based fuck go, about it. Go watch Law and Order SVU and do 12 Hail Marys, you fucks. <laughs> 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 Andy says, got to get those affidavits signed to go to the bone zone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, The second thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Keith Hart uh, decides to go ham on fucking Jerry the King Lawler because of what he did on Raw to their parents and stuff. And he wishes he get, get, gets a heart attack. And I that blew my fucking mind. I was like, he like, knew. Like, he knew. He, he predicted this like 30 <laughs> years from now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I hope 20 years from that he has a stroke. Uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sucks. I hope Jerry Waller's recovery. Apparently he's doing he, better. He's doing well. That's I guess good. he's going to be okay. That's yeah. good. Um, this... Ray Holmes is in the ring after this, after Sean's promo and everything. He killed himself. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Ray Holmes. He killed himself. <laughs> if, if you don't know, if you don't know, just look up Tourette's guy, Ray Holmes, on YouTube. You're welcome. We miss the fam- you. The old Family guy. Feud guy from the nineties. If you know, yeah. Jeez. But at first, I was like. When they were, they were like, it's Ray Holmes, it's Ray Holmes. I'm like looking at him and I'm hearing him and I'm like, who? Like I forgot. Like he was, he was the Family Feud guy for me, and mm-hmm. like not that I sat there and watched Family Feud religiously, but then after mm-hmm. I, I looked, I was like, oh, same. Okay. <laughs> the name, the name doesn't stick to me. It's the face, but then when I know the face and the name, then Tourette's guy is what I remember. <laughs> Uh, fucking! Oh, are you gonna make everybody watch it? Yeah. Oh boy, here we go. Where's the audio? Oh god, I forgot what it's... I killed myself too. If my last name was Gomes. <laughs> it's still funny because I can hear it in my head. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could just play it, and I would just do it yeah that's, that's <laughs> oh damn oh my that's, god okay <laughs> um, this, fucking... he's in the ring and he's like trying to set up this match and you know all the family drama and shit and it's like the the crowd very quickly stops caring after he gets done introducing the Hart family and it, he, he tells some dad jokes and shit and it, he's losing them and then and then Sean and all everybody starts coming out, and then it's like, okay, finally, he's and then I'm like, he's gone, great. And it's like, no, he's sitting on commentary now with Vince and Bobby. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> he's still here. <laughs> By the way, um, Chaz, you said you were gonna say who the knights are, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll get to it before I do. It's just a little tidbit. The ultimate heel turn is, is Ray Combs here because Family Feud has and always has been, uh, at least since like the 80s or whatever, has been shot and produced in the South, whether it was in Florida or Georgia, and for the longest time was owned by the same companies uh, that would show WCW events. In fact, that's why they would pull WCW wrestlers to commonly do 
their things. And I know they've had programs before where they do like the WWF and WWE stuff, but I just thought it was funny. It was like within like the last year or so, they literally just had like Sting and a bunch of other guys on there facing uh, other wrestlers for a celebrity show. And then within a year, Ray Combs is on WWF on Survivor Series. So that's that's the true heel turn. Well, but he got, he, uh, his run was finished, I think. I got done reading Wikipedia on him uh, before we got on here. And oh, he wasn't uh, even the host anymore? Yeah, his, that was the end of his run. It was 93. So he was fresh off that run. Oh, damn. Everything. And that's arguably the turning point in his life that led to all the events where he... Like Tourette's guy said, like, yeah, fucking Survivor Series. That really was. He was auditioning for a job, and Vince was like, Ray, that fucking sucked. <laughs> he went he home and threw himself three Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah who are the, who are Shawn Michaels' knights, the, the other uh-huh. guys on his team? All right, well, I want to play a fun little game because we're, we're already there. All right, so you guys take guesses. We'll start with the Black Knight. Cause, or actually, the Black Knight's last because that, that's the funniest one to me. Uh, we'll do the Red Knight. Who do you guys think the Red Knight is? Well, Zach is going to have to play it because I already know. Oh, well, you bitch. Is it fucking okay. Tito, Tito Santana? No, but that, that's a <laughs> good guess. But you're going to be you're gonna be thrown off a little, I think. Barry Horowitz. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's right. kind of random. Yeah, so he's the red one. Who All the right. blue knight? Who do you think the blue knight is? I don't know. Like Dub said something about Greg Valentine, but I didn't. I couldn't see it. Is it really it's, him? It's Greg Valentine. Yeah, Greg the Hammer Valentine. This is the blue knight, and then the black knight. Um, yeah. fuck. Like I noticed his hair, but like I still couldn't put together who it was. Like. I don't know. Jeff Gaylord. Jeff Gaylord? Yep. Who's that? I, I don't know. That's why I thought it was funny <laughs> to be last. We got yeah. Greg Valentine and Jeff Gaylord. <laughs> so the other two guys, at least they're kind of somebody. I mean, Greg Amber Valentine is somebody. But the other dude, yeah, you know, and then Jeff Gaylord. He was part of the Psychos, and he was Akeem Hassan. <laughs> okay, I don't know who that yeah, is. That's the only. That's the only one. I was like, "Who the fuck is Jeff Gaylord?" <laughs> <laughs> Andy, thank you for your guesses. He said Billy and Zach. Billy the Blue Ranger. I get it. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, that was good. They look like the Zeo Power Rangers, honestly, or like the ones from like the movie. Remember when they had the ninja outfits and shit? Oh yeah, they fucking have to get their spirit animals and shit to fight Ivanus. Yeah, they're spirit animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, don't even hate on that movie. The intro to that movie has uh the the cover. Oh, what's I don't remember the fucking song title now. I thought like fucking idiot. Uh, it's a song that Stevie Wonder originally was famous for, but I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover it. It's a badass cover. It's when they're skydiving. Yeah, that's anyway, their, that's their budget. The fucking intro. <laughs> yeah, they blew the fucking budget on the intro. Yeah, higher ground. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sean and Bruce start off, and uh, here's my thing about Bruce Hart. Bruce Fuck. Hart, like, Brett wanted to, like, get his family involved in angles, like, in WWF for different things. And some of this was part of a deal that 
Vince made with Stu Hart over getting a piece of Canada from him. Because uh, Stu owned part of the the Canadian wrestling territory. It was Stampede Wrestling. And the whole deal was Bruce was like, well, uh, you need to you need to hire my son, Brett, and get him, get him on a tag team, and uh, David Boy. And, uh, and then Vince was like, all right, pal, I'll do it. And uh, It's like from there, like, after Brett got more traction and stuff, he wanted to, like, you know, he did the, the SummerSlam match with Davy Boy happened, and I think he might have pushed for that a little bit. I'm not saying he had the clout to, but, you know, it might have come up when they were talking about it. Um, and similar thing here. And it was like every, when I, I read Brett's book, I don't know if you, if you guys read his book. No. Mm-mm. Um, he's talking about when like, uh, Bruce would get involved and like, Bruce is like his second oldest brother. I think, uh, it's like he would ham it the fuck up and try to get in to as much shit as he possibly could to the point that where it was like to the detriment of like whatever angle they were trying to do. Uh, like he was trying to hog as much screen time or get overly involved as much as he could. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of comes from a substitute teacher. Yeah. And it kind of comes through in this match. And it, it, any other time you see Bruce Hart doing something, you'll, you'll see it. I fucking hate it, dude. Like I wanted him to be the first one out so bad. <laughs> um, but let's see. Uh, Michaels shoots Bruce off. And this, it starts weird and the red knight comes in and then he drops down behind Michaels. Like, like Michaels is going to drop down, but then Michaels turned like, like he's going to have to run over both of them. And he's going to trip over one of them or some shit, but Michaels turns around and he gets back up and they run into each other. What was that? What the hell? They had like a weird miscommunication, like right off the bat. And, And then like, they're like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, okay. So like, get on the apron. I'll let you know when I need to re- wrestle. And then he gets arm dragged. Bruce arm drags him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, Bruce and Keith stayed in the ring for a while, and they kind of beat up on the Knights for a bit and Sean. And then Owen gets tagged in, and the crowd kind of fires up some. And he does the angry arm ringer. You know, the one where you grab the arm and you just, like you're trying to jerk his arm out of his socket. <laughs> and then he does flippy dudes out of an arm bar. Uh, if you played wrestling games, they'd call that cruiserweight moves. I like to call it flippy dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Owen's one of the best ones to do flippy dudes out of out of a, a hold. But uh, and then Owen uh, gets out of the arm bar, and then he takes the knights to arm drag city. See, there was suplex city, but Owen invented arm drag city. He just arm dragged <laughs> the fuck out of these guys. <laughs> Woo! We got to do the own heart woo. Um, Brett tags in, and then the Blue Knight comes in, and then Brett hits the atomic drop on him, and I'm going to call him Bluey now. Uh, see, Brett hit a regular atomic drop on Bluey, but like Bluey sold it wrong, and he grabbed his crotch. Like he got inverted, atomic dropped. <laughs> and then Brett was like, oh. And then he, he hits an inverted one, and then he sold it correctly. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Yeah, he, he tucked. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he had to fix it. He, he had nuts tucked back there. You'll do that. 
Um, see, Bruce gets it and he gets whipped into the ropes and takes a knee to the back. And then Sean and all of them start getting heat on him. And he tags Owen and it becomes chaos for a little while. And they do a spot where they whip Sean and all the knights together into the middle of the ring and they all collide. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, like, out of that, Owen gets on the top turnbuckle and he does like a, a butte. He took off a, a missile drop kick and it was a beauty. And he got a three on that black knight. <laughs> He's out. Bye, Gaylord. Bye, Gaylord Fokker. <laughs> <laughs> I knew when I read this, it's like someone's going to make it make meet the parents reference. You have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna... That's what everybody remembers about that movie, Gaylord Fokker. Yeah, that. And I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see, Owen and Brett start working on the Red Knight's knees, and then so is Keith. And then uh, Keith is the mustached guy. He's the fireman. Um, and then they uh, uh, Brett gets tagged back in, and he takes out on Red Knight, and he tries to do a sharpshooter, and he taps him out, actually. But before he can release it, Blue Knight, Bluey, Bluey Valentine comes in and clobbers him with a fucking clothesline. <laughs> It seems like it knocks him silly. And then Bluey and Sean work over Brett for a while. And then Sean tries to help Bluey, but he gets tossed outside near Stu. This is one of my favorite parts of the match. Stu grabs Sean and just punches him, and Sean oversells the fuck out of it and launches himself halfway across like the aisle. <laughs> he, he hits like the security rail. It looked great, honestly. And then Owen sees this and he dives outside. He does like a, a over like a plonka over the top rope and hits him. And I was like, awesome. That was a cool dive. Yeah. And then he gets back into the ring and tries to help Bluey, but he like, let's see what he gets pinned. And then he, he elbow drops him by accident. They do that thing again. Where he, Shit. I was going to break it up, but they got up mm-hmm. and then Sean gets sent out of the ring on the other side. Now, and then Bluey gets put in a sharpshooter by Owen, and he gets eliminated. Bluey tapped out. But what's what's hilarious is in the background, you can see Sean stole Ray Combs's water. He was complaining about that, and he's chugging a bottle of water in the background <laughs> while his partner's getting tapped out in a sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> and then once his, the bell rings, Sean's like, what? Like, he wasn't paying attention, and he didn't realize he tapped out. So now it's like Sean against all four of them. I'm like, how's this gonna work? Because I don't, I don't remember. It had been like a super long time since I've seen this match. Uh, Brett works over Sean, and then Bruce, and then Owen, and they, Sean rakes Brett's eyes when he goes for a backbreaker. And this is a crucial part of the match. Uh, like I think Brett tags out for like Probably. for a minute, and he kind of yeah he. he Tags Owen in, he's kind of hanging out on the far end of the apron, trying to like clear his vision and shit. I think Owen hits a belly to belly, and then he gets two, and he's like, okay. So he runs the ropes like he's going to do something, and right at that moment, Brett's like in the center of the apron, still kind of like, oh, I can't see. Owen collides, and he sends him sailing outside to like the security railing. And he like knocks it over and just separates it and lands like on the crowd, basically. Yeah, he like oversells that fucking part. Brett always did this thing where uh, he liked doing this spot where somebody would launch him off the apron and he would go flying and he would hit like a table on the outside 
or the security railing. Although one time he fucked himself up doing that on the security railing. He like hit his sternum and I think he like cracked his his sternum bone or whatever. Fucked him up. It sounded rough when he told the story. <laughs> uh but uh like after that happens, like all the all the Hart family kind of like go like, Oh, are you okay? And then Owen's like, What are you doing? Because <laughs> he fucked him up and everything. And then Sean rolls him up and pins him. <laughs> and after that, he's like pissed. He's like kicking the ropes. And he's yelling at his family and he's mad. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's he just leaves. <laughs> Bobby's like, Sean, Sean. And he throws him another bottle of water from the announce desk. And he starts chugging that water. <laughs> and then the passion of the heartbreak kid rolls on. He endures a, a fuck ton of punishment. <laughs> Like, he just gets the shit kicked out of him. And he keeps, like, kicking out of stuff, though. Breaking out of submissions. Yeah, I like how they built him. Because, like, it, he's three against one, but, like, he's still kicking out. So I yeah, like how, he, he I kicks like out of everything. <laughs> um, but, like, I think Brett, Brett comes in at the end, finally, and he's, he hammers him a couple times with some good punches. And he goes to put him in a sharpshooter. And Sean manages to wiggle out of it. And he rolls out of the ring. And he's just like, fuck it. And he walks away and gets counted out. And it's over. <laughs> I, I like the ending because I was like, well, you know, it's Shawn Michaels. So I know he's not going to like want to stay around and get pinned by the Hart family. So I, like, I was like, I like how that was booked. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm impressed. But it did get a little fuckery. Like, it, it, in the beginning, you had the Ray Combs bit. And then, like, it started getting into a good... Well, I shouldn't say good because it started off with Bruce. But started off with Bruce. Then when Brett and Owen got into the mix, I was like, this is cool. And then, like, all the... Oh, the whole night situation. That should have changed when Jerry King Lawler was gone, in my opinion. I think Sean should have got other people to... I don't know who 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 it could have been. Could have been but, Diesel. They could have replaced him with some other fucking heel on the other team, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I, overall, I was like, "This is this is cool." I mean, it's not better than the first match, which I think I might have to change my rating a little bit for the first match from the six point five to a to a seven. Um, in retrospect, <laughs> yeah, and this is a six point five out of ten, in my opinion, because it's. It's good at certain times, but when you have Bruce and Keith in there, um, I really did like the Owen bit, and that was cool. And I know there's more stuff after this match that uh, I guess we could say after our ratings, but would you give it, Zach? Um, let's see. I had some little notes at I'm about sorry. the match, too. It's fine. Uh, took a while to get going. Bruce and Keith kind of held their end up, but their style is more Canada dry, as I said before. Anytime they were in the match, it was like kind of like it got a little more quiet. And the Knights, because nobody knows who the fuck the Knights are, they don't have any heat or anything. They're just guys. Mm. So that kind of hurt the match a little bit. Uh, but they were just there to take to, to get heat and take pinfalls. That was all. Uh, Shawn Michaels deserves recognition for pumping his ass off the whole time and doing a bunch of good work. And then he got protected because he kicked out of everything and basically just said he bailed out on the match instead of losing. Mm-hmm. You know? 
so this kind of helps, in my opinion, contribute to showing he's not just like a pushover chicken shit heel, which is kind of crucial to get him to that next level that they're trying to get him to. Uh, the most important thing out of the whole match, though, is like the, the stuff with Owen Hart. is it's, It establishes Owen Hart as a player moving forward. Because before he was just Owen Hart, the 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 blazer, the the rocket, whatever the fuck they called him, and he had like the parachute pants. Nobody gives a shit about him. Yeah, I mean, really, he's Brett's brother, and they're making sure to separate that. And this is the yeah. start of the buildup, which leads to one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. So, yeah. What do you think? What was your rating? Oh, uh, I gave it a six point nine out of ten. Okay. Um, I, I thought it was serviceable. Yeah, I, I felt the same way about Bruce and Keith. Like, they weren't bad. It's just, it's, like, you can't address such a good way to describe it. It's just, it is kind of like, okay. Um, I mean, you, you said a lot of the same points that hold up for me. I mean, the, the Knights, it's the same thing. Like, they, nobody knows who they are, so it doesn't help. They're just jobbers to get pinned. But I do like that they really stuck to the whole thing of, that's exactly how Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle. He's going to fight to that bitter end and show how good he is. But then when he realizes it's too much, he's like, ah, fuck it. He's just done. <laughs> he's yeah. actually really like the ending for that. I know he that's tried. what he he's, like, he's like, maybe I'll knock one of them over, two of them over. You know? And he's like, nope, I'm done. Fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> he just realizes, like, I just, I'm bored. I got, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I just like, again, I'm not about doing, like, fucky finishes over and over and over. But this was so appropriate for his character. At the mm-hmm. time and everything, I just thought it was it was a good way to end it. Plus, like I think the Owen stuff at the end really helps uh, salvage things too. So it's not just like well, this just fell apart completely. But it, it was fine. Uh, I can't. I did want to say too. I can't remember when it happens because I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the punch from Stu, but uh, it's why I have my name the way it is. Right now, uh, but at some point, someone slaps somebody, and he and Ray Combs goes, "He hit him with the weenie slap." I think uh, um, so fucking hard. Bruce or Keith fucking chopped somebody, and he called it a weenie slap. He's in the corner, and he chops. He, he hits him like a knife hand chop, and yeah. he goes, "Hit him with the weenie slap." I think he, he like stopped commentary for a second because they didn't know what to say to that. The Vince was like, "Uh, you know." <laughs> yeah, they like came back right after and call it like, "Well, anyway, well, he hit, that was a knife hand chop." Like they just correct them like that's not what that is. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the moment that his career in WWF died. the The moment he said that, they were like, "Yep, you're not coming back from weenie slap." We don't say weenie slap. What was, what, what was annoying about the commentary is like Vince and Bobby Heenan had their chemistry and it was on pause for a little bit because Ray Combs would be like, what do you think about that, Vince? And like he would like it, it, chime in. And I'm like, shut up. Uh, but I, I did laugh my ass off every time fucking Bobby Heenan took shots at Helen, St- Helen Hart. <laughs> Talk about the look at look at his jacket. He has a picture, <laughs> and, he, and then like Ray Cole's like, "That's a Bruin." He's like, "No, that's Helen Hart." He <laughs> said something about her teeth too, like her teeth were like yeah. fucking. I don't know. They needed to be a, atomic dated or some shit. I, I no. can't remember. Like what the fuck he said. <laughs> I think he said 
don't lose your dentures or whatever. <laughs> you made some kind of comment about how her teeth are older than like some other st- stuff. I-, I forget it now. It was too elaborate. But yeah, it was something about carbon dating on uh, the teeth. Yeah, he, he was basically <laughs> the equivalent of like, oh yeah, cut one open and count the rings. Some dumb shit. Like yeah, that. that's what it was. It was like yeah. you cut a tree down. Yeah, <laughs> the dentures. <laughs> fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you what'd you rate it though? Uh, I, I gave it uh, a six point uh, five. Uh, I I was kind of the same as Dubs. It it's fine, which that's that's not a bad rating. Like that is that is a it's decent. It's just it, it, there were a couple of things about it that were okay. Um, I did feel like it, it suffers. It's a, that second match syndrome too. It, you get this hot opener that's great, and then this happens, and it just kind of mellows. Sorry, he mellowed the crowd a little bit. Although, I mean, they're still, like, pretty hot uh, because you have Brett and Sean out there, which are, like, the future at this point. And then uh, I, I do getting, think... getting a reaction, too. Yeah, oh, exactly. I think Owen really helps save the crowd at the end, especially when he comes back out. So we'll transition into that. So after the match ends, Owen comes back out hot, and, you know, his brothers and family are in the ring celebrating, and he comes right in and just gets right up in Brett's face, pushes him, and is like, what's wrong with you? You, what you did to me, and he's like yelling at him, and they get in this big thing and and start arguing, and I mean that's, it, I, I can't remember exactly there. You can fill in if there's other stuff that happens, but basically they just there's lots of yelling, getting each other's face, pushing and shoving, and this is what sets up the fact that Owen's tired of being in the the shadow of Brett, and he wants to be his own person, and he's fed up with it, and it leads to his his uh, heel turn and. We're missing other yeah. WWF television, right? Because th- mm-hmm. it, we're seeing this for the first time. Owen Hart be with him, correct? Well, um, I mean, they did like little segments together, but there's been no kind of hints of any like problem like this up until this point. That's the- oh yeah, this is abrupt. Yeah, that's yeah, the it- thing. That's why this is so f- famous in like WWEF lore is because oh. this is the start of that feud. Oh yeah, either way, it, it does its job because everybody loves fucking Bret Hart. And you have this 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 blonde hair guy, woo, yeah, and like and all that stuff. <laughs> Owen Hart like pushing him and then like, you know, yelling at his father, yelling at his mother, the mother doing like that fake cry thing <laughs> where she's like, oh, Oh, like, Helen, Helen's not an actress. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but know. like they put the camera on her face so many times. I'm like, stop it. It looks so bad. Just do it once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe that's why Bobby Heenan was like making fun of her all the time. Probably trying to give a hint to fuck. Was Kevin Dunn in the, the seat yet? Kevin Dunn had some kind of job there, but he wasn't as high on the totem pole as he is. Yeah, he was back there wiping asses. He, he was he just wood. started. Chopping wood, that's right. Uh, by the way, since you brought the family, I, I, I think you may have brought this up, but just I want to go back to it because it's really funny. Um, when Sean first comes out and, you know, is coming through his intro and everything, he goes around and he provokes uh, the, the Hart family at the beginning. And I can't remember which brother is there, uh, but one of the Hart brothers is there. Um, and he like they start like arguing each other and he tries to get all all buff like he's gonna do something and he acts like he's gonna jump over the gate and he like immediately like tries to get his leg up and then it's it's apparent that if he goes for any further he's gonna fall flat on his face. So then he like backs out and bails at the last second and then it is like yeah, you don't want this, huh? Maybe he ripped <laughs> his, funny. Maybe he ripped his pants. 
<laughs> yeah, no, honestly, it kind of looked like that. Like, he felt something, and he's like, he oh, heard, I can't do it. He heard, Oh shit! <laughs> kind, of, yeah. kind of a side story about me. I I'm a big man, and I used to uh, work at a uh, airport, and we used to do wheelchairs and stuff. Because I bend down so much, and like you know, I have to hook up the you know old people to the wheelchairs. I I rip so many pants near the crotch area. Every time I'd be like, if I feel a breeze, I'm like, fuck, I got a hole. <laughs> hate that it's because your balls are too big exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking yam bag yeah you hear owen yelling i never get the recognition i deserve it's always about brett he fucking leaves fucking todd pettingale trying to get a fucking interview trying to yeah. fucking cause harm in the Hart family household yeah he's just instigating shit what do you um, call him, Tom Petting Zoo? Yeah, Tom Petting Zoo. That's what Cornette called him, but ever since then, it's stuck for with me. <laughs> There's a state told like this really funny story about him one time, where um, you remember like when he used to do those shows like Live Wire and shit with Sonny. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch any of that stuff? Briefly, but they, not yeah, not that I can remember. Yeah. They used to work together a lot. Oh, you remember the, the weird segment you found, Dubs, where she was, like, getting ready to get in bed with Elmo? <laughs> yeah. That was Todd Pettigrew. He was Elmo. Oh, my oh. God. That makes and, a lot of sense. Well, here's what makes it really funny. Like, apparently he was married and shit. And, like, back when they were work- they would go to the studio at uh, Titan Towers. That's where they would shoot a lot of studio stuff. Um, They would carpool together because they live really close. <laughs> Apparently, like, apparently, Todd Pettigrew is just such a fucking, like, weird beta male lip noodle fuck that he was like, I, he, he wrote like a formal email to complain. Like, I don't like writing with Sonny. She makes me uncomfortable and I'm worried about my marriage. She tells dirty jokes. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't know. Like, it's. It just made him seem like this white bread, like fucking loser. I, I don't understand. <laughs> he's still better, to get that out there. <laughs> he's he's still better than like most of the interviewers today in wrestling. My opinion. I guess, I guess so. I, I'm not sure about this, but I want to say like he's like some kind of like really devout, lame Christian guy. Um, and. Sonny is known to be she. Uh, Tammy Sitch has a very outspoken, brash, loud personality, so I'm sure they didn't fucking get along. Yeah, uh, she, uh, she isn't. It, didn't she? Are they already like serve or or do her court date and everything? She's gonna go to prison for a while. She killed somebody. Yeah, she killed somebody. I don't know. I don't. I haven't been keeping up on that. Her porn killed somebody, or did she no, no, no. <laughs> she 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 uh, got a DUI, but during the DUI, she hit and killed a 75 year old man. So, uh, yeah, it was like 26 years in prison or something she was potentially facing or something. I'm going to pull Bobby Heenan. He was almost dead. Why does she have to be in prison for 26 years? (laughs) Maybe he should have got out of the way. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, (laughs) That's who didn't take the wheel, I tell you. Speaking of of Bobby, uh, Gorilla and Heenan are cutting up outside. Because uh, Vince is like, we're going to switch commentary here in a minute, pal. And then Bobby's like, he's like, I'm going to sit grill on you. And you see he did like over there in the other commentary desk. He kind of like, like he's going to get up out of his chair. And he's like, oh. <laughs> 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 I 
You can tell um, the friendship right there. Yeah. Uh, then they show us WrestleMania 10 is going to be at Madison Square Garden, which I forgot it was in Madison Square Garden. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, so the Switch commentary, and then we get Heavenly Bodies with Jim Cordette versus Rock and Roll Express for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Championship. And Rock and Roll are the champions right now. Uh, <laughs> like how Jim Cornette said, like, <laughs> this tag team is so hot, you have to, you can only get them in a brown paper wrapper or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, something about Jimmy Del Rey, every time he comes out, he does his shit, his facial expressions. He just looks like this really sleazy fucking dirtbag guy. And he does like the 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 little gigolo dance, whatever the fuck you call that. Cracks mm. me up every yeah. single time. I mean, okay, and I, I I get that I mean these guys are like great, don't get me wrong. But I do find that it's just funny to me that this match is effectively uh the grandpa rockers. And their mullets versus uh the like the younger like b- like basically it's good guy mullet versus bad guy mullet. That's effectively what this match is. But I, I say that in, like a very superficial way. Obviously, the the actual match itself is really good, and I agree. Jimmy Del Rey is great. He does like that weird gyrating and shit, and it's perfect with like his shitty haircut and his chest hair and shit. It's just, it's just fucking perfect. Like, it's, this this look, this total package of his appearance and his his demeanor is yeah. just like amazing. <laughs> I feel bad though because the WWF crowd don't know anything about Smoky Mountain wrestling. And you right. Tell 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 people we're going to the bathroom and to the concession stands. I think there, shit. There was no cheering at all, and I felt really bad. And you could tell the wrestlers were hamming it up a little bit. Where Cornette. And this is why I think Cornette's the best manager in uh, in the business is because he sees all the shit going on and he had to interfere more to try to get like the crowd a little bit going, but they still didn't care anyway. But I just want to point out Cornette, probably top five manager ever. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, him and Bobby, but yeah, I like, so this is the only thing. And maybe I don't know this is. So what is the reason for the racket? Uh, the tennis right is it is it like is it like some other like other joke or is it just like the thing he chose because it's like the weapon of the the wealthy white person um i forgot the exact story because somebody asked him about that one time and he said like um they told him like kid you need like a, a foreign object because you know a manager needs like some kind of weird foreign object to like fuck with the baby faces or something mm-hmm. and that's what he chose it, he didn't even have. It wasn't even really chosen for him. Somebody had like a fucking tennis racket, and he was like, "Here, try this." And he's like, "Okay, I guess." And the guy told him, "Like, listen, if the marks fucking attack you, you can hit him with the rim of it, you know, so you can like mm-hmm. fend him off too if you have to." It was dual purpose. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I later on, some looked- cheeky meaning or something like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna make a racket with this," haha. <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> hey, he loaded that motherfucker later on. You know when he puts the the cover on it. Mm-hmm. You always put like a like some kind of like piece of lead or some shit in there mm-hmm. in case shit got really hairy because he, he's had to do that a few times where he had to hit some guy in the head who pulled like a fucking five inch buck knife out of his pocket and was gonna attack him or something. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I wrote real when wrestling was real. 
Um, <laughs> I know I'm not going to be able to write detailed notes about this match, so I, I, I don't do that. Uh, they start oh. brawling the meat. What are you saying? So Chaz said it the other day where, like, uh, fucking Cornette looks like a, a target supervisor or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh I, I I concur. He kind of, I I I took it to another level. I'm ta- I'm going fucking old school retail. He looked like a manager for nobody beats the Wiz. <laughs> like, nobody beats the Wiz. I said Kmart by the way, so that's still that's still a throwback now because people no. don't know what Kmart is anymore. But nobody beats the Wiz. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I'll do better. <laughs> hills, hills, all oh, hills. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we had hills around here in, in, in West by God. We we didn't have any of that Wiz shit. Yeah, I've never heard of that store either. Actually, <laughs> must have been a regional store. Is that was that a New York thing or? Yeah, the Wiz is the um, it's an electronic store mm-hmm. where it had uh, Joe Namath as their uh, face of the company. Joe Namath is a uh, what do you call it? a Jets quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a football yeah. player. I recognize. Yeah, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, and and they would be like it, the catchphrase is nobody beats the whiz. We have the best prize uh, uh, prices and all that stuff. And hmm. it, it's like PC Richards, um, but PC Richards out fucking survived them. <laughs> Never heard of PC Richards either. Yeah, yeah. Not- <laughs> I was like you're referencing other ones with it, comparing it. I'm like, oh fuck, that is either. Y'all got JC Penney's or Belk? Oh, we got that shit down here. And West by God, we have Best, which morphed into Best Buy. Up- up here in New York, we got a JC Petty, fucking uh, Sears and shit. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? You, we got you know, Sears. I'm, we're, we're getting to total like local lore shit, uh, and I swear <laughs> to God, we're going to get back in this match. You know, at the mall, uh, where the the plaza where Best Buy is and stuff here in Huntington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Michael's there uh, last year, and they had a shopping cart from Best in there. They still had a best shopping cart. That motherfucker has to be like 35 years old or something. That is like, that shit was like sitting way back and they were like, we're going to keep that shit and bring it out one day. There it was. But yeah, Hills, (laughs) I remember going to Hills and getting, uh, like trying to like find that little window, little glass display where they would keep the Sega Genesis games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man. that, That was a fucking shout. Uh, and fucking, and apparently now in the, that mall, uh, they took out a bunch of stores, like they just wiped out several that were to get there, and now there's just this massive arcade that they like do birthday party rentals and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, if it's weird. It's it's neat looking, but yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, malls are dying, so we're filling them up with Chuck E. Cheese ripoffs. That's that's basically the, the gist of that. It's but uh, you, you were saying it, <laughs> yeah. I mean- uh, I mean, I mean, they're taking abandoned Pizza Huts and turning them into churches. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, fuck that. we got enough other shit in churches. See, we did it right. Here in southeast Ohio, which is basically West Virginia with, like, a, a better tax system. It's northwestern uh, Virgi- West Virginia. It's it's yeah. It's 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 northwest Virginia. But uh, our Pizza Hut burned down, so they rebuilt it to look like the Pizza Hut, and then they let some Mexicans buy it, and they open an Italian restaurant. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. So, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, back to wrestling. Yeah, uh, wrestling. They start brawling. And then the body slingshot Robert Gibson into the ring, and they start beating on him. And then Ricky Morton's out there. He, he rolls back. He tries to get in the ring, 
and then the bodies go to stop him and they try to slingshot him in, but he like stops them and somehow reverses it and slingshots them to the outside, which I was like, well, I've never seen that before. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I think Ricky hits a suicide dive there and they get in the ring and the rock and roll takes over and <laughs> they kind of like huddle outside the, the heavenly bodies do with Cornette. <laughs> They're trying to make a plan or something. And then, like, the cameraman starts getting really close, and then Cornette's like, get out of my face! I'm trying to do something! He just gets really fucking mad. <laughs> I love that he actually interacts with the camera people, like, because everybody, because it's, not that they don't um, do that around them, because um, Johnny Polo, who I called, like, you know, cage-free Cornette or something. Because <laughs> you can't be, he's not as angry. So it's the table ca- Cornette. Yeah, on the table, Cornette. <laughs> like, he, he does that shit where he talks to the camera, too, but it's, like, later on, over time, they kind of, like, stop, they tell their guys to, like, not look at the, it, it's, like, a weird Vinceism where they don't want you to look at the camera because they, in his mind, it's more fake that way. It's, it's fucking dumb, and it's ass backwards. It's the same yeah. reason why people will stand there in the back and they'll be talking, having private conversations, acting like there's not a fucking camera there and it's ridiculous. Or they're looking at the television and they're just like, and it's yeah, like sideways. Yeah. Like this. It's like, what are you doing? Who watches TV that way? Exactly. <laughs> no, the, so the moment that Cornette yells at them and says, I'm trying to do something here. That's when I messaged you guys and said, he, he looks like an angry Kmart manager. <laughs> That's the exact moment. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Del Rey and Gibson starts off. They start going 90 miles per hour. See, it's not 100 because you can still follow everything, and it makes sense. It's just really fast. Uh, and he's out wrestling Del Rey, and he gets double teamed by the rock and roll for a while, and he uh, he manages to crawl back and tags Dr. Tom in, who comes in and just goes like, we are the champions! And he just starts throwing bombs. And then Dr. Tom also gets out wrestled by Ricky Morton. <laughs> And he hip tosses him, and then Del Rey comes in and he gets hip tossed, and he's hip tossed the shit out of him. And Ricky Morton took them to Hip Toss City, and then they do a double wishbone and they row the boat. Yeah, that was guys, cool. I've never seen that either. I'm like, well, that's a cool spot. I think that's um, the, that's the one part where the crowd was like, oh, what are they doing? <laughs> like, they had to they had to wake him up with fancy uh, Southern wrestling shit, basically. Yeah, they're, they're not used to that up there. A flippy dude, uh, mountain wrestling, mountain wrestling, <laughs> mountain lightning wrestling, <laughs> mountain lightning. It's a moonshine wrestling. They just fucking called the fucking promotion moonshine wrestling. Oh my god! Please, you can do that uh, now. It fucking work. All right, we'll get some seed money together. <laughs> there it is. Doctor Tom power bombs Ricky Wart. It was a good one too. And he stops him dead in his tracks, and they start beating the crap out of him. And they do this spot where Cordette holds Morton outside, so Jimmy Del Rey could do like a springboard crossbody to the outside, which is like pretty state of the art for like 1993. Uh, I think the only other time they ever saw anybody do something like that, I'm just, I mean, like the American audience is probably like when uh, Great Muda was wrestling for WCW a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I noted. Doctor Tom has really good punches. Mm-hmm. Very crisp and snappy. 
Uh, and then Delray, Dr. Tom keep beating up Ricky Morton for a while. And then Delray hits that sweet moonsault off the top turnbuckle and la practically lands on his feet. And he does like a cocky ass cover, which is great. He kicks out, Morton kicks out, and they do a they try to do a double team backdrop thing, but then uh, Morton catches him, does like a double DDT. And then he tags Robert Gibson in. And then it gets crazy. And I think Ricky goes over the ropes because in Smoky Mountain rules, if you throw a guy over the rope, kind of like the WCW rules when, um, uh, oh man, Bill Watts was booking. You can't, if you toss a guy over the rope, but you get disqualified. So was that a mistake? Because they're fighting for the belts that are Smoky wrestling. Or no. I don't think it was a mistake. I think that was meant to be a spot in the match where that happened. Okay, so it's just WWF rules. Fuck you, Smoky Mountain, pretty much. Yeah, because it, so it was just a thing where it's like the baby, like you got tossed out, and they're used to wrestling Smoky Mountain rules. So then Robert's like, we won! And then because of that, because they're wrestling the World Wrestling Federation, it doesn't matter. They get a slight advantage where they're able to attack Robert and catch him off guard. And then, like, something, I think it breaks down again, and then Dr. Tom goes to pin him. But he gets, like, reversed. Something happens, and I think uh, Robert's pinning him. And then Del Rey's up on the turnbuckle, and then Cordette's like, here! And he throws him his racket, and he catches it perfectly. I'm like, damn, that could have gone wrong. <laughs> he fucked that whole spot up. Well, um, what, what was the, was the spot after that where Cornette props one of the rockers um, and then one of the guys do a moonsault? That was before uh, this. Okay. You traveled backwards in time. You did like opposite of what Chaz did. Well, no, I I remember that because you said that he did a moonsault and did a pin. I don't remember the pin part. I just remember Cornette propping him up and then. That was. That was before the moonsault spot. That was like when they were he he had him outside and he hit him with that slingshot crossbody I was talking about. Okay, All yeah, right. yeah. I my notes are weird. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> this is like, these matches are kind of hard to follow if you're trying to type notes. That's, um, I, I, my notes are flippy doodah shit, angry Kmart manager, mountain lightning good wrestling, good good yeah, yeah, mountain wrestling, good finish. <laughs> good I finish gotta go. But so. I gotta Oh, sorry, okay. sorry. I got a question for you guys. What do you think of Monsoon and Jr.? I thought they were decent on on the mic. They were. Uh, I mean, I like both of them. Um, I don't know if it's the right dynamic because neither of them can be heelish. Like Monsoon leans a little bit heelish, but not enough to like really get. And I know some people nowadays are like, oh, "The heel commentator is is dated. Who gives a shit?" No, they no. should go to jail. <laughs> That's not true. It's just the ones that they've had for the last 20 years have kind of sucked ass. They're all like, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, those, no people, I, those people need to have soggy cereal for, for breakfast. Well, it's just like scripted. It's like, what's the what's the guy who's married to uh, Carmella? What's his name? Corey Graves. Like, he's probably, at least like in the last like five or six years, he's probably the best heel commentator they've had and he is like, sometimes he is cringe to listen to because it's so scripted what he's trying to say. 
so I don't like necessarily blame them. Like they can try to make it work, but sometimes like what they say is just so cringe and none of it seems natural. I think that's the problem. It's like scripted. It doesn't work when it's natural. Like anything that uh, Bobby was doing when he's being a heel, it is just, he's improv That's it's why it's so great. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's so good. Imagine if we had Bobby Heenan in today's fucking culture. <laughs> he would. I don't fucking... think he could stand it. I don't think he yeah. could work in the wrestling business. I have a feeling Bobby Heenan would not be working very long. <laughs> yeah, his ass would get canceled, which is very unfortunate. Dude, those, uh, Clinton, those Clinton jokes would be fucking off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> there are more timely <laughs> modern times. <laughs> I can just see that now. Every every three uh, or every yeah, about every every three matches or so, he's like, "Yep." And you know what this reminds me of? Benghazi. And then Michael Cole's like, oh, "God damn it, switching gears." <laughs> the problem with Graves, cap that off real quick, was see when Graves was doing that heel commentary bit in NXT, it was better because it was less controlled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't it wasn't scripted. He was just like they gave him the idea, this is what we want you to focus on and go do it. Yeah. And then they yeah, brought I totally agree. Yeah. But yeah. uh finish Del Rey's up on the top rope while Dr. Tom's getting pinned by Ricky or Robert Gibson. Cornette throws him the racket, he catches it. Great timing. And then he jumps he like jumps as high as he can and like drives the 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 base of the handle of the racket, like the back of Robert Gibson's head or something. <laughs> and then uh, Dr. Tom rolls over and pins him for three. They're the champions now. <laughs> I made a joke in my head when I watched it. I was like, so that's how his fucking eye gets fucked up. <laughs> oh, but the, he hit him so hard he knocked his eye out. <laughs> he fucking went both bug eyes. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. uh, decent match. I thought uh, I've seen better from these teams though, uh, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe if they had more time, they could have had a better match because this felt a little short. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's definitely short, and also I, I think it was short, and the crowd just not being into it for most of it kind of hurt. Yeah, I give it a six point eight out of ten. Okay, okay. I, I I agree with most of the things you say um, on the match. Uh, it's not their greatest. Uh, we've seen a. I think we've seen another match that was way better. Uh, the, the crowd definitely out of it. Uh, do you do you remember the one they did early in the year on WCW TV? That's the one where they invaded, right? Yeah, and they yeah. had a match on Saturday night. It was it was way better that, than this. That was that. That's in the eight and nine territory. This yeah. for, this for me is a six point nine out of ten. Um, because I think if the crowd was a little bit in, in into it, I they would have probably put it up to eleven uh, on that. Uh, as far as performance, they did try to get the crowd into it, and it felt like they read the room, and that's why they probably like, all right, let's take it home, boys, <laughs> and, and throw the racket, and then you know knock uh, Gibson's eye to the the right a little bit, uh, <laughs> and then get that pin because nobody cheered after they got the belts. No, yeah. I mean they're the heels anyway. They weren't going to cheer, but yeah, but no one, no one was really booing either. They just people didn't care. People were like, "Oh, okay, they're done. All right, meet this hot dog. Fucking watch Bastion Booger come out next." Oh god! Oh boy! Talk about that. Uh, yeah, I gave it a seven because this was a good match. It's not great. It was good. I 
again, could I think they they probably would have done a little more or got sold into it a little more if the crowd bought in. But uh, yeah, it was just there. But it was it was good. Yeah. We're right there though. We're like within decimal points of each other. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows a recap of Doink trolling Bam Bam and Luna on Superstars. Mm. And I gotta give oh them credit my. though. The four doinks thing on the Titantron interacting with each other is actually pretty good editing. It, <laughs> oh, like him dumping the bucket into the other one and stuff. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of neat looking. Um, so that was that was slick. Uh, yeah. What were you gonna say, Dubs? I uh, know. Yeah. It's like I I like the promo. Like I like that. Ooh, bam, bam, not one doink, two doink, three doink, four doinks. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in. <laughs> like, doink, if you're in this, and then you, like, I don't know, get other white people in, in mask uh, in, in clown makeup and all that stuff, fine. I, I want doink. So are you saying black people can't be clowns? No, no, I'm not saying that. Uh, because I love... <laughs> I feel like that's what you just said. Because Doink's on a mission is, uh, like, the only thing I fucking like. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I knew this is where this is going. It's like... This is so great. Are you, okay. Wait, are you trying to tell me that the Doinks that came out weren't didn't look identical? It's Hang not on. even... It's not even that. It's you not... You all clowns look the same? That's, that's clown fucking, race. You fucking clown racist? No, clown I'm, not, I'm not even talking about Doinks on a mission. Fuck the bushwhackers. <laughs> Fuck them in the asshole. The only class we care about are Ukrainian clowns. Anyway. We're backstage with the, the lower mid-card heel team, I'll call them, and they're all tearing turkey apart in front of Top oh, Edic Zoo. Oh, my God. Get- they fucking gangbang that turkey. Jesus Christ! Oh my God, yes. And there's like turkey everywhere, and like it's it's in their hair, except for Bam Bam and Luna because they're back there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Bam Bam's trying to cut a promo, and he's mad, but you can't focus on him or listen to what he's saying because all these slobs are like destroying these turkeys, and they're spitting meat everywhere. They did him gross, dirty, and, it, and it's ridiculous, and it's it's also very nineties. They. I- <laughs> Go ahead, Dubs. They did my boy fucking dirty. The New Jersey Heat uh, had fucking why? Mm. Like I know. I was, I, I was like head shrinkers, fine, cool. Bash and booger, I get it because he's fat, and I guess he needs to be with the rest of the fat people. Um, <laughs> so like, I get that he was in there. But why the turkey? Th- like, Thanksgiving. I know. I know it's Thanksgiving. I feel the same way. Bam Bam's trying to like be serious and be big, and they said, we'll be these other guys with you because you're all fat. And instead of, like, he's trying to be intimidating fat, and meanwhile, and he's, like, actually saying things like, this is, like, the best team in in the history uh, of wrestling today. And meanwhile, these three obese fucking mongoloids are, are just going full ass-to-mouth skull-fucking this turkey, just ripping it apart. It's like I, I'm not. I honestly would not have been surprised if the network or Peacock would have made them like blur out and pigment the the turkey because Japanese viewers would have complained because it was basically porn, but not in a good way. Fucking bukkake on the fucking turkey, but uh, yeah, I feel bad for for Bam Bam, poor guy, just like stuck, and then 
I mean, Luna too. I mean, they're both like they're a package deal, and they're like stuck in this situation. Um, and man, I was not ready for what was next. I was, was not ready. <laughs> so, I was poor, not ready. Poor Bam Bam is the butt of this entire joke. Is is the thing? But, you know, uh, he is. Yeah. Uh, so we got uh, Bash. So the heel team comes out first, and Bash and Booger is wearing a shirt that says, "I may be fat." But you're ugly and on a diet. <laughs> and I'm like, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> it's one of my favorite fat guy shirts, aside from the one that said I be anorexia. <laughs> I be anorexia's ass, yeah. Uh, what's hilarious is like as they're all like Bam Bam comes out first and he's got like a lot of distance between him and the rest of this team, which I think is also funny. <laughs> when all the slobs come out and like the maniac turkey cannibals, like they show this girl who looks traumatized in the crowd. She has like a fucking thousand yard stare. Like she's looking at this shit. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then like, okay, so now it's time for the doinks to come out and we've been swerved. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but out wearing doink face paint and wigs, and I'm like, God damn it, I hate these guys. <laughs> I thought they were gone after the rubble. Dude, I my my eyes went red and <laughs> I was I I zoned out. Like I zoned out most of this match because I fucking got angry. See, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I was going to be like, God damn it, I hate this. And then Men on a Mission doinks came out, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, okay, hear me out. They they had that whole graphic of the roller coaster from hell with the screams. Ah! They had to make a roller coaster theme. The, this the was the roller Kombat coaster. Ladder background. Yeah, this, yeah, this is the roller coaster because they swerved you twice. They were made you pissed, and they gave you doinks you never wanted. And then they gave you the doinks that you you deserved. The doinks you didn't know that you wanted. Yeah, the, exactly. The ones you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> oh my god! We fucking, I, we're on a mission. <laughs> oh man! And they're fucking all doing even, even uh, what's his name? The the rapper guy, um, Oscar. Mo. Even he was done up. Oscar, in it. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Mo, Mabel, Mo are, are are in it, but yeah, Oscar's even dressed up as a doink. So there's technically five doinks. The best part of this is it's such a troll. The entire team of doinks, none of them are doinks. Mm-hmm. None of them are actually doinks. That's the funniest part of the whole thing. Bam Bam just got fucking trolled. This is like the start of the go back to New Japan tour, basically. <laughs> which he's like, I'm going to WCW instead, but it really is like I feel bad for him. He got shafted, but it is funny. Like the thing itself is funny. So, oh man, oh, oh brother, it's, it's weird. So, I hated it. This I was continuity wise, which we're going to talk about after this show's over in the next episode. I am going to ding them on something continuity wise that didn't make any sense, but uh, we'll get there. So, Booger's in there first with uh, Luke, or the other one. I don't care which, which one's which of the Bushwhackers, because I hate them. Uh, uh, and then they do silly shit, and he bites Booger's ass, and he he waddles. And then the other Bushwhacker clown gets in, and they fuck with Samu, and they give him balloons to bite, and he bites one, and it explodes. And then he bites another one, and it explodes. And then he bites the third one, and a foreign liquid stuns him, 
that comes out of the fucking balloon and they roll him up for three. And I was like, what? I fucking hate it, dude. <laughs> How did a Samoan get beat by like a water balloon? Unless it was like some kind of like fucking poison or some shit. I don't know. It, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what well, it was. It, it was the Kabuki poison balloon of death. Why, why, is, a, to you. why is Samoans fucking <laughs> afraid of water? Aren't they on a fucking island in Hawaii? Well, that's why they're on the island, because they can't leave it, because they're scared. See, I pulled another Bobby Heen in there. Yeah, you didn't watch Moana. The fucking <laughs> demigod. demigod can't even swim. Yeah, you watch Moana. You're welcome. Deep cut. <laughs> it was a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, after they get rid of one Simone because they used his moral fear of water, Butch proves himself to be a true idiot because he tried to headbutt a Simone and fucking failed. He landed on his ass. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Fatu tags Bam Bam in, and he works with Butch for a while, and then Booger. And this match made me realize something. I will give Booger credit because he's better than glucose and cholesterol. Yeah, he is. <laughs> even with his peach boots, even even with his fucking swamp ass. I like that his finish is good. He's getting ready to do this. Is gonna say he gets ready to do his finish to fucking the uh, Butch. Uh, the sweaty tea bag of death, because that's what it is. Because it's just like this, like this enormous obese man, sweaty obese man is gonna land on you with his his fat folds and his tea bag and his gooch, yeah. and it's just gonna smell like musty fucking onion bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to. <laughs> And it's like, you know, like when you're thinking about that, if somebody lands on you at that move, you're not going to kick out. You just want out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you quit. You just need to give a fuck. I got hit with the fucking Fermunda cheese dunk. <laughs> I, what, what was that Cornette said? Fermunda cheese in a fucking septic tank smell? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, oh, get ready for a trip to the Batcave when he goes to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> And he hits it, and he could have beat him, but then he sees Fatu is eating bananas, so he gets up and he wants a banana because he's fat and he needs to eat. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> and then he gets a banana and he tries to go for the STD again, but he misses. Yeah, the sweaty tea bag of death, STD. <laughs> <laughs> Misses and then Mabel Doink gets tagged in and he hits the fat leg drop and he kills Booger, pitting him. <laughs> Booger's eliminated. Drops turkey leg on him. Whew. The turkey leg. Uh, I gave up halfway. The, the halfway point of this match, I kind of gave up because it broke down a lot. Because Tim so White, did the rest. The, Tim White lost total control of this fucking match. This whole match was absurd. <laughs> I don't know if he was just like fuck it. Uh, whatever, but that's what happened. And you know, Bam Bam got sandwiched in the corner, and then Mabel hit a big splash for three, and beat, he beat like because the rest of the doinks dog piled on him after that, mm-hmm. and it was funny. And yeah, the best part was when Mabel covered Bam Bam, and that, that was it. And Mo, they all died. I don't know. And then Vince said. This is why I said this is the best part. Vince said, this is a cartoon. And I'm like, you said it, brother. 
Hmm. And then Bobby Heenan, he got the killing blow. <laughs> this match looked like something Chief J Strongbow should have been in. And God damn it, if you know your WWF floor, that is a deep cut. <laughs> and that's why he's the best. Because Chief J Strongbow had a saying, because he was a like he was a wrestler there for a while, and then he became like a backstage agent or uh, producer, as they're called now. Uh, he said that mesh looked like it could have been in an iron lung, and nobody knew what the fuck he meant by that. Nobody, nobody knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but what what it translated to was that match was the shits. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Bobby just did like a a super deep cut that nobody would know what the fuck that means. But anybody <laughs> in that production team. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, it was like a three-layered way of saying this This match fucking sucks. Uh, but, I okay, just just to give him credit where it's due, because it's like my least favorite thing. Like, I would almost argue I'd rather watch Glucose and Cholesterol because watching them huff and puff and wheeze is just entertaining to me. But Bastion Booger is just gross to see, and it's unsettling. But it... I'll give him credit. It was the most on-character thing to see in the whole show, even more so than Shawn Michaels, for him to be ready to win a match or to, to get an elimination, and he stands up because he sees someone else eating fucking food, and he's like, oh, banana. <laughs> and he wants some of it, too. I laughed so fucking hard, I sharted, and I, and I watched the rest of the match at the toilet. I'm not even kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty you. good. I know you're gonna say you you sharted and you just sat there with your own shit to watch the rest of the match. He's not Bastion Booger. He doesn't I like Bastion Booger. No, I mean it'd be fair. Like Bastion Booger is if if fucking uh, if Swamp Ass were like the idea of Swamp Ass were turned into a person, it'd be Bastion Booger. But personification <laughs> of Swamp Ass. <laughs> it is. That's what he is. He's <laughs> he is the incarnate of of Swamp Ass. Uh, the swamp like acid there, there was like a, you know, they have like, remember that meme I showed of Bam Bam Bigelow is like the personification of heartburn. He'd be like in a heartburn commercial, <laughs> or like Tom's or something. If like if there was like something like athletes gooch or some shit, it would be fucking passion booger. <laughs> well, I heard James Gunn is making a movie after passion booger called swamp ass thing. Swamp, swamp ass, ass thing. thing. So uh, <laughs> team, their team are personifications. So we got heartburn. We've got swamp ass. What does that? What does that make the head shrinkers? Samoa. Uh, Samoa. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> dry, dry skin. Eczema and <laughs> eczema and, and headache. I don't know. I don't have anything else. I have to think about those. But we, we at least got heartburn and, and swamp ass. But yeah, this, this match. I don't know. Like, I feel weird because this match did suck, but I was also thoroughly entertained by most of it because of how stupid it was. So I, I was kind of generous. I mean, I don't know what you guys gave it or, or did with it. It, it. it was weird. I, I, I gave it a five and a half. I felt <laughs> but it, okay. Like, hear me out. Hear me out. It, it was terrible. Don't get me wrong. I will. I will admit it's terrible. So it's a guilty pleasure thing. But something's happened in the match that was so funny that I literally shit myself. So, like, <laughs> I couldn't, like, say it was bad. Mud fight money! <laughs> <laughs> you got out of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was entertained. I mean, I... But, yeah, it was a bad match. I feel super bad for Bam Bam. 
Oof. So, Dubs, Dubs, would you give it? <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to average out between the three of us to like a two. <laughs> I gave it five and a half. So, so I will agree with some things Chaz said. There is some funny moments to it. Uh, Bobby Heenan saves a lot of it. Bam Bam, when he does wrestle, he does kind of save the match a little bit. But I am being generous, dog. <laughs> I'm giving this a 4.5 out of 10 because oh. fuck the Bushwhackers and two, fuck the Bushwhackers and three, fuck the Bushwhackers. Damn. Because yeah, so. I'm starting to get the feeling that you guys don't like the Bushwhackers. No. <laughs> they, they tried to lick kid's head with the, clown, with the clown makeup on. That's disgusting. Would you let the bushwhackers lick lick Evie? Would you let Would you let them do that? No, I, I See, it's anywhere near my kids. Bushwhackers were on Epstein Island, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Modern Bobby Heenan commentary. I need to get that AI thing so I can make him say this shit. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a good match. Mecha- but mechanically and spiritually, I have experienced much worse than this. <laughs> it was somewhat short, at least. Yeah. God damn it, this was turning out to be a good pay-per-view, too, up until this point. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad for Bam Bam. But I adjusted my score slightly <laughs> uh, because of what Chaz was saying. Because it's like, I mean, the Chief... The Chief Jay Strongbow thing is what made me laugh the most. <laughs> I don't even heard that. That it's funny that when you said it. It was like oh, that's pretty funny, and then you explain it. It made way more sense. But I, I don't even think I even heard the commentary again. I was watching the rest of the match from the bathroom. <laughs> I learned the deep because I learned the deep lore of that. It made it. It made it a little bit more funny for me. Uh, I gave it a three point nine out of ten. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Bad. But, like I said, I've seen worse than this. Yeah. It's like, I'm looking at it like it's it's like a two in mechanics, but like the atmosphere and the spirit of the match was like a, like a seven and a half. You know what? I'll give it a four. There you go. Like, it's like if it, if it were a woman, she's got a unibrow and like... Her rolls, like she's got moles on, like the end of like a fat roll, and it's disgusting. But but she could suck a, a bullet out of a gun on safety. So, <laughs> so like, I'm gonna close my eyes and just be like, "Well, it's 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 better than my hand." <laughs> I'm trying to find a really like gross way to describe it. It, it. it the spirit of the match was funny. It was good. It's just it's the it's it. I don't know. It's like the sparkliest turd on the card. Kind of like oh. watching a Val Venus match on, on, while eating a Tide Pod. It's, oh. it, yeah. <laughs> or, or just watching any Disco Inferno match. Whoa, shots fired. Yeah. Although, I, I'll give it to him. That, that, that pile driver thing he did, well, very unsafe. It looked kind of neat sometimes. Uh, after the match... Doik shows up on Titan Tron and harasses Bam Bam and Luna with, with lame jokes and, and laughing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. Doik shows back up. <laughs> it wasn't even in the match. And I'm like, this is just where it really settled for me. I'm like, he went from Jack Nicholson to Cesar Romero. It's over. 
<laughs> he's he's just he's just goofy now. Um, and then we're back there with the foreign fanatics, and Jim Cordette cuts a promo talking about how they're going to destroy the heart, mind, and soul of the All Americans to defeat them. And yeah, fuck America, basically. <laughs> Crush replaced fucking Pierre, by the way, because he got. He got knocked unconscious by Lex Luger. He, he, he got a concussion from his, who, his who true replaced, value who, elbow, as Bobby Eaton starts calling it. Yeah, who replaced Pierre? Cr- Majin Crush. Majin Crush, there it is. Yeah, we got it. Sorry, I knew who Crush was. I mean, you should clarify. I forgot. Yeah, Majin Crush. He's, that's who he is. I'm getting, still getting used to it. So, the main event, the four fanatics, which is Ludwig Borga, Jacques, Majin Crush, and Yokozuna with... Johnny Polo, Mr. Fuji, Jim Cornette. Man, it's busy out there. Versus All-Americans, which is Lex Luger, Steiner Brothers, and The Undertaker with Paul Bearer. <laughs> you, think, you think it's fine that Paul Bearer evens out because Paul Bearer is basically like the same size as all three of them put together? He looks at Johnny Polo like he's a snack. He's like, hey! <laughs> Hmm. I still oh, think he's better than Mr. Fuji, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair, but he's old. It's... Bobby he said a funny thing about Thanksgiving because they were talking about Thanksgiving while they were doing their entrances. He's like, "I hate Thanksgiving. You don't get any gifts. You hang out with relatives you don't like. They kiss you and everything, and they got wet lips. And there's bad food, and there's nothing to do." <laughs> <laughs> Like the detail and scorn of being kissed by wet lips. <laughs> it's like it's like the it's like from the perspective of like a seven year old kid. I got traumatized at age seven by Thanksgiving and hated it ever since. Like an aunt, aunt Petunia kissed me. Blech. She gave me hypes. <laughs> so. uh... Let's see. Jacques and Scott Steiner starts us off, and then Scotty suplexes him over his head and tags Rick Steiner in, and he runs around the ring and barks. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Does, you know, the dog face gremlin thing. And then Jacques retreats and tags Yokozuna. And then Rick's like, okay, brother. And he hits a Steiner line. And then he hits a couple flying shoulder blocks. And <laughs> Yokozuna takes a crazy bump through the ropes, though, because he's so big. It's like the, you know the 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 heel bump when they get knocked out through the ropes and they kind of like like Sean does it. Well, now fucking almost six hundred pounds Samoan does it. It looks like he's gonna die, but he doesn't, and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, then Yogo gets back in. He tags Borga, and they get Rick in the corner. And I called him Borgo. That's funny. Borgo. <laughs> Borgo delivers several hammering blows and he, he throws Rick outside and he collides with the cameraman out there, which I, I think was accidental. <laughs> and then Rick gets on the top turnbuckle and he hits a flying forearm on Borga and he climbs the ropes in the opposite corner and he goes for a crossbody. And I think Borga was supposed to power slam him, but like he was like out of position or some shit because he just fell. It's like he hit the crossbody and then like. There was like a second delay or some shit, and then Borga rolled over and pinned him, and he's out. <laughs> he got three, and he pinned Rick Steiner out of that. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I think they fucked up there. Um, 
And then Scott back is back in there with Jacques, and then he military presses him. And he goes to throw him in the foreign corner, but then Majin Crush catches him. And he puts him down, and then Jacques shakes his hand and thanks him, and he's, like, really happy that he saved him. <laughs> and he thumbs his nose at him and shit. It's, like, kind of funny. <laughs> and then uh, Scott does his flippy double arm drag powerbomb on, on Majin Crush, and then Majin Crush comes back and hits a final flash. I mean, a roundhouse kick. And a headbutt. And Randy Savage is, is back. He's trying to get out there to Majin Crush, and he can't. He's held back by a bunch of staff. Uh, <coughs> WWE. <coughs> and uh, Crush, you know, instead of letting people commit crimes and they get away with it, you know, like maybe stop it or some shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Crush Military Press Slam Steiner out of the ring. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> Uh, Savage manages to get back and he tries again, but he gets accosted still, and then Crush bails out and attacks Savage. And now his back's turned, they fight, and they're not paying attention, and Crush gets eliminated because he gets counted out. <laughs> so, I guess they're going to have a match at some point, because this keeps going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's Jacques and Scott in the ring again, and He's, Scott's been in there for a while and everybody's been getting heat on him, so he's tired. Jacques hits Power Driver on Scotty, and then he just says, I won't do anything because there's nothing in his head. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scott just he gets up and he just military presses him and he tags Luger in. He's like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, that's an odd move. Desperation military press. <laughs> <laughs> you ever just like. You're ever just so tired and beat up, you just go, just muscle a guy up over your head and fucking throw him. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just, it's just funny to me. Uh, Luger picks up Jacques, he body slams him, and he hits the second rope, elbow to Jacques, and he pins him for three. And I was like, oh, because the, 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 the fucking forearm blade. Okay, that's what they're doing. Uh, Scott talks to Luger for a bit after that, and Convinces him to let him back in the ring to wrestle, which I'm kind of surprised by. <laughs> then Borer comes in and he starts beating the piss out of him. And he goes for a top rope move. And Scotty runs up there and hits superplex. Yoko breaks it up the count and is apparently legal now. <laughs> he just he's just legal because he came in and interfered. <laughs> uh <laughs> Scott goes for a Frankensteiner, but he misses, and he lands on his head, and then Yokozuna goes, yes, and he drops the leg drop, and he fucking killed him. <laughs> Scott is eliminated. So now it's uh, Lex and Yoko, and Lex tries to take Yokozuna down, but he blocks his second clothesline tip and just fucking runs over him with his own. Borga gets in, does a little bit of stuff, and Yoko comes back in. He tries to hit big splash, but he misses. And then Luger tags Undertaker, and that place fucking goes ape shit. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know we didn't we didn't note it either because uh, we could jump right into the play by play. But when the lights went out and the bell fucking goes off, that crowd was loud as shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, like Taker is over as fuck right now. Yeah, it's, it's great. I think it's There's, got really interesting implications going forward. 
There's mm-hmm. one kid that had a fucking awesome uh, Undertaker shirt. Like it's a close up of Mark Calloway's fucking face as the Undertaker. Yeah, just the whole shirt. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> it's like the purple and gray one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like the they have like those super ninety shirts. They have one for Razor where it's like yellow and it's like his face mm-hmm. and shit. Like those are cool. Those remind me of those like hood shirts people get like whenever like your favorite rapper gets gunned down and killed, so you get like a giant <laughs> airbrush of like their face. <laughs> My buddy OI has one of those like giant tall tees like that, and it's got fucking Mike Jones on it, and on the back it has his fucking phone number. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Because Mike Jones had a song that had his phone number in it. Oh, okay. And he sang it. Oh, yeah, that's the the reason, yeah. Because he had the whole thing, who, Mike Jones? And he had, like, his phone numbers in the song. Like, yeah, kind of the early 2000s. What what a place. Uh, (laughs) It reminds me of my my friend who has, like, a a shirt that has Lil John on it. It says, R.I.P. Lil John. And I said, he's not dead. He's like, well, when he dies, I will have a shirt that says, R.I.P. Lil John. Yeah! He planned for it. Oh, my God. Okay. Taker just gets in there, and he hits, like, a big-ass running DDT on Yokozuna, and he just does the sit-up, and, like, people are, like, going crazy for this. And he clotheslines Yoko, and he stuns him, and he runs the ropes for another one. Borga hits him from behind, and he just stops his dead in his tracks and then and just turns around and looks at him like he no-sells it. Is this the first time he's doing this gimmick, by the way, where he sits up and, like, stares at them? No. no. It's not, but he's doing it differently now. Like, he's it's more sharper motions, whereas before he was, like, more slow and lumbering. It's like, like Michael uh, Myers. Yeah, like what it's like what I was saying before about him like a month or two ago. Where you remember like when he started wrestling on Raw again, it was like all of a sudden he's moving like a lot faster and everything. He was wrestling. He was actually wrestling, yeah. Before he yeah. was like acting like he was a dead man. Now he's actually wrestling like a wrestler, but then he occasionally has this, like that weird like supernatural ability to just recover and no sell shit. Yeah, and it's like it's he's becoming more of a dynamic wrestler guy I, I guess is the best way to put it uh let's see uh but because he's distracted by this where he goes like oh what did you just do like yoko catches him and just does this huge belly belly suplex it looked then, fucking smooth by the way like mm-hmm. that's what i like a lot of people like even i kind of do it where i'm like fat people are not good wrestlers sometimes but like yoko even with his fucking weight, he could fly. He, him going off the ropes and and doing those moves and shit, look silky smooth. But it's another, it's another weird crapshoot kind of thing where it's like a fat guy wrestler is either going to be absolutely awful, or they're going to be like way better than they should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's like, one or the other. <laughs> like Bam Bam, Patu, Yoko, Vader, yeah. Vader, yeah. <laughs> We, we had all the same people in mind immediately. It was like, <laughs> like first one that came to mind were Bam Bam, Yoko, and, and Vader. It's immediately who I thought of. And then, and if we're getting more modern, Kevin Owens and yeah, <laughs> Eddie Kingston. They're, they're fat. Mick they're Foley. <laughs> no, they're. I, I hate like they get called fat. It's like no, they're just like bigger and they they don't have like the typical like build of like rip. Like they're they're husky. 
or like Bray Wyatt. They have a beer belly. Like that doesn't yeah, really <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they're they got dad bod physique, but but they're in wrestling shape, so it's fine. But these guys are actually fat. Like fucking Yokozuna is almost six hundred pounds. That man yeah. is fucking massive. Like that's fat. Kevin right? Owens four fifty. Fucking Bam Bam, I think is almost four hundred. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is getting skinnier, but his head's getting bigger now because his his body's like going down a little bit, but his head is just fucking huge. Oh yeah, he's, he's just always had like a bigger head, a big head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if yeah, his head. If his head had arms and legs and a tan and and wore like weird outfits, it would look like Nia Jax. I thought you were say, say Kevin Owens' head is like Modoc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what if that was actually just like the the Photoshop, the, the new Modoc in MCU, just Kevin Owens' head? I have to I have to find somebody to do that for me now. Yeah, Maybe I'll ask the AI to do it for me. I do have I do actually have a big guy, a true big guy that that can move like them in the modern day, it, it, like to current time. It's Keith Lee. Keith Lee's fucking massive. Keith Lee, Keith Lee's like three fifty. Motherfucker can jump over the ropes and shit. I mean, I'm not saying he's he is Bam Bam or anything, but if there's if there's any person that actually fits that that mold, it's got to be him. I got a question. Play- you you played Dead Stranding, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. I didn't finish it, but I, I played it. You know, when the rain like touches your skin, like you get old and shit. Did Keith mm-hmm. Lee just get fucking old? Did he run out in the rain? <laughs> So actually, he talked about this before, uh, and he had a, a lot of trouble uh, with this in um, WWE. He has uh, uh, he had a condition where uh, the pigment in his hair turned white like very quickly. But Vince hated it because he's like, "You look fucking old. Aren't aren't you like 30? And apparently, they just did not like that, so they made him dye his hair. So his hair, he'd have to keep a clean shave, and he would dye his his hair black. Uh, so that it didn't look old, and then I mean, guess now he's like, oh, I'm gonna embrace it. So now he's got all that white hair and shit. Yeah, but it, he, I mean, he does look older, but it's like, yeah, it's fine. So like, does he like? I, really- you know, I, I just shaved, but like, I had like white whiskers down here. So I mean, so he pulled a Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks. One day he just woke up and his hair was fucking stock white. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. So yeah. He, he committed murder and just sorry, spoilers for yeah. Yeah, so I ha- yeah, if you kill someone, that's what happens. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking yeah, backwards. If Twin Peaks were just spoiled for you, you had a little bit of time. Just saying. Yeah, a lot of time. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Taker sits up out of that belly to belly, though, and then Yoko clotheslines him, and he sits up slower, and then Yoko goes, Yosh! and he drops another leg drop, and then he fucking drags him to the corner and does a bonsai drop. And he's like, "Oh shit! Is he gonna be? Is he gonna get eliminated?" He goes for another one, but Taker sits up, and then they go outside. And then uh, they go outside after Taker hits like a flying clothesline. He goes, you know, where he leaps up in the air and does the flip off the clothesline. Uh, and man, he could jump really high when he was younger. When he would do that, jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go outside after that, and. He throws Yoko throws Taker's head to the steps and he no sells it. He does the hair flip thing and just glares at him. And Yoko's like, Oh shit, you never really see him sell anything like that before. Uh and it's awesome. Like all these reactions and stuff by both these guys is they got something there. And they keep fighting and then they both get counted out. 
So I'm like, okay, this is going to lead to something here, like th- just all this right here. Uh, it's down to Borga and Lex Luger. And <laughs> that's when I noticed, like, Lex has been laying down, face down on the apron the whole time after he got tagged out. <laughs> it's like he never recovered. <laughs> so Borga drags him to the middle of the ring and he starts gloating and shit. He's beating up Luger, and then Luger starts. He hits a clothesline out of nowhere, like they, they hits a double clothesline on each other, and then he gets up, and that's when Bobby Heenan makes the joke. He's like, "He didn't get him with the true value elbow," and I'm like, "That's gonna stick now. That, that's <laughs> the name of that move now. It's not the forearm, the loaded forearm. It's the true value elbow." <laughs> Bobby Heenan did use Ham and Eggers in this uh, pay per view, I believe. He uses on Raw too. Yeah. Um, Jim Cornette and Johnny Polo start trying to run interference. They, no, they do. And then Mr. Fuji gives Borga his salt bucket. And then, like, when Luger's getting up after that double clothesline, he just kind of leans over and goes, wham, just hits him in the head and just tosses the bucket out from back behind him. And Mr. Fuji catches it, actually. I'm like, oh, that's slick as hell. Like, mm-hmm. you'll never be able to do that again. That was perfect. Uh, Luger kicks out of the pinfall attempt, though, and then he gets up and he starts throwing the, the shouty rights. He starts throwing the the, the shout punches. <laughs> and then he picks Borg. He hits a clothesline. And then he picks Borg up and just DDTs him. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Lex is reaching in the bag. I've never seen him do a DDT. Uh, and then he does. Then he hits the true value elbow and he gets a three. Luger survives. America survives. <laughs> and then after the match is over, it starts snowing and Christmas music starts playing. And then Santa Claus comes out to the ring with Lex Luger. <laughs> That's what I hate about Vince sometimes is like he gets so into like holidays and like, you know, Patriot. Patriarchy, uh, being a patriot and all that stuff. Patriarchy. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like it's it's like the Macy Parade where they're like at the end is like, oh, we get to see Santa come since the Thanksgiving parade is done because we're in fucking Christmas season now. Like, <laughs> so lame it sometimes when you just have these guys like battling to the death, pretty much almost. That's still that early kind of silly time for 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 WWF right now. So some of that still bleeds in, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's like Vince always wanted to make it a kid show. He said he wanted to be the Walt Disney Wrestling. He kind of is. So a <laughs> uh, little rough in the beginning, but everything kind of ironed out after that first pinfall, where it was like, "What the fuck?" Oh. <laughs> Uh, um, this match, what, depending on how you want to look at it, unfortunately or fortunately showed that Undertaker is much more over than Lex Luger is. Mm-hmm. And Lex is pretty over still. He's not, you know, he still gets a good reaction, but Undertaker gets a way bigger reaction than them. Yeah. Uh, and I think, Vince real, I think Vince realizes it off of this match. <laughs> the true spirit of America, the Undertaker. Yeah. This is what actually this is what actually killed Lex Luger's push. Is was the, the American undead, yep. the American badass, the fucking American badass. Ah, <laughs> 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 literally, they were setting up Yokozuna and Undertaker out of this. Like 
once that happened, they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do a match with these guys. Imagine uh, it. Sorry. Like imagine if like Undertaker did his American badass gimmick in 1993, it would just be like Bruce Springsteen born in the USA. <laughs> just like, it wouldn't what? hit the same. You gotta have no. everybody likes to make fun of Kid Rock and shit, but God damn it. That song. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're in that right part of the Venn diagram, you're always going to like that song. <laughs> so, well, which one do you like? Do you like keep? Well, actually, it's uh, Limp Bizkit because he. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's keep rolling. No, no, no. I like American Badass. American yeah. Badass is better. Yeah. Um, I am American Badass. Let's see. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah. Um, when Lex pinned Borga in the middle of the ring here, I think they're still going to do like Lex and Ludwig Borga because it's Ugh. still not like definitively he beat him. In the ring, he beat him in a big, long ass clusterfuck tag elimination yeah. match. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a clusterfuck. Seven point out of ten for me because it was good. You know, main event guys is like I said, kind of fucking rickety in the beginning, but it worked out. Yeah, I, I, it, it was like a roller coaster ride for me, uh, and <laughs> yeah. and. To be frank, the referees started fucking up from I want to say the uh, the Rockers match all the way till the main event where people that were eligible the Rock and Roll match you called them the Rockers, <laughs> yeah. Rock and Roll Express, yeah. <laughs> the Rockers, the Rockers yeah. are the ripoff. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, um, but like there were there was a, a confusion. Um, the referees didn't know who the eligible men were. The pin, I believe, in this main event, also there was a, a fuck up that happened. Um, mm-hmm. where they you know they pin, they weren't supposed to pin, but it, it, it counted as a pin. Oops, so, so it was in the seven range for me, but then it went down to a 6.8 out of 10. But I, I was entertained. Um, Undertaker way over, uh, Lex Luger. Is still over, but I don't really care for his feud with Borga because I don't give a shit about Borga either. That Dama Matrix fucker. His his flame is dying uh, slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, I uh, this match suffered for two different reasons. Uh, one, they they had already used the whole countout thing earlier in the night and they did it not once but twice in this match and one was a double count out so that was kind of bullshit anyway like it starts to get a little hokey and it's like uh and then you had like you said that you had the the botch with the the person who wasn't legal pinning and um the other thing too is like because we don't get a lot of this on raw there's really not you have the story that's kind of just there but like it's getting stale and they're building on these little beats of things. Like I'm still interested in what's going to happen with Majin crush and, and uh, Savage mm-hmm. um, the undertaker and uh, Yokozuna is really interesting. But aside from that, it's like, I don't care about any of this other stuff either. So it's just very middling. It's like, um, so uh, I actually gave this a, a six and quarter stars. It was fine, but there were a lot of things that it, it hurt like that hurt this match. The other thing that, and I guess it's, it, it's actually the same thing really, but this is the fourth of these 
elimination matches and it just kind of goes to show like there is like a diminishing return on watching so many of these all together because yeah. it's kind of like a hell in a cell pay-per-view and every match is a hell in a cell. It's like by the fourth or fifth one, it's like, Oh, I've seen that same spot already. Okay. That's, that's not that good. Like these things are a lot better whenever, um, you have only one or maybe two elimination matches that are the focus of the, of the night, and then you build around it versus doing them over and over, especially when you're going to do the same types of ways to eliminate people, like the, the countouts and, and you know, different things. So I think this match suffered a lot from that, and then just having th- a storyline that's getting stale. So that was that was my thought. Mechanically, it was fine. Undertaker's over as fuck. It was great. Looking forward to see what they do with that. You know, I adjusted my score. It's it's down to six point seven because uh, I, I got so high off of the euphoria of, of Undertaker and Yokozuna. <laughs> it, it just it kind of like made it made the match better for me in the feels. Mm-hmm. I thought Yoko and, and Taker shined in that match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. For sure. uh, the Steiner brothers, they it, it's every time they're in a ring, like they're high intent. Entity and all that stuff is fine, but it's very predictable sometimes when when they do their shit and then they piece the fuck out. But I was also surprised that they were the first ones to be out. But then again, Undertaker and fucking uh, Lex Luger. So yeah, the main eventers that should be near, near the end. Well, the Steiners are also getting done dirty right now. Like I, the Steiners are ready to get the fuck out of the company. Yeah, the way they're, they're, they're getting, getting treated. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're they're really over all this because it's it's like enough writing is on the wall. You have all the steroid shit that's happened, and then they just they're not being given what they want because Vince ultimately Vince looks at tag teams to be a a means to an end instead of a tag team division just being a tag team division and standing on its own. It's the way it's always been, and that's okay because sometimes that that really works, but for true tag teams that are going to stick together, it doesn't work that way. So I don't know. I think they, the writing is on the wall and they, and they actually do leave. What aren't they gone within the next month or two? It's like within a few weeks or so. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. um, and I guess overall notes about the pay-per-view, uh, pretty good except for the comedy match. Uh, match tonight for me was definitely the opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heenan did a great job tonight with all his fucking jokes and shit. <laughs> uh, like I said, Shawn Michaels deserves a medal, but I suppose he's going to get one in the form of his feud with Razor. <laughs> uh, and I kind of realized once this was over, I'm like, this is actually a pretty important pay-per-view for setting up a lot of the big feuds coming up next year. Yeah, that's why, like, Chaz, you were bringing up how the like the structure, how it could get you know out of hand and maybe bring down the pay per view a little, little bit. But what I like about all these like clusterfucks is sometimes they build feuds out of it because you could build a storyline like obviously with the Razor and HBK, and then also plant the seed for HBK and Bret Hart, pretty much. You know, ha- having him hate on the Hart family. That's going to be down the road. So you can build like feuds like that, but like the whole doink shit can go fucking the hell. <laughs> oh, you don't like the story they're building with Bam Bam and Doink? 
No. I... <laughs> See, I would I would argue like you could do the story, but you could build the story without necessarily having repeated uh, these repeated matches. Again, don't get me wrong. It's I agree. I like this this pay per view particularly is really good at that. There are so many things that help pave the foundation for WrestleMania 10, which again goes down as one of the best WrestleMania cards of of all of the WrestleMania cards. Like it's not number one in most people's books, but it's, it's usually considered in the top five for most people that, you know, if, if you've watched every WrestleMania or most of them, it's, it's, it's pretty highly revered. So I agree. It, it holds up. It's just that I, just in the general sense of when you get to three or four of those matches mechanically, you start to repeat yourself on certain spots and certain finishes. And then that just takes away from like the first one's fine, but it just takes away from the ones that do happen. So, um, but I agree with you for the reason why these are like, like, it's kind of like they get a pass is because all of the nonsense and chaos leads to all these cool, intricate stories that get built. And then from there, this is like the, like still the road to things like before the road to WrestleMania really existed. Like even when the rumble, like this was actually kind of the road to WrestleMania looking back, like this is how Vince would set a lot of stuff up that would eventually be what would happen at WrestleMania. Which yeah, is kind of cool. He used to book well in advance and just quit mm-hmm. <laughs> after a certain period. Fucking dementia. <laughs> uh, um, I, re- I really never liked the whole SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series. I fucking hated that shit. The, oh, the, first, the first time they did it, it was fine. And then they made it like this yearly fucking tradition shit and they wore it out. Like, uh, yeah. The I only thought- one that I, I was ever... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dubs. I was going to just say the, the only thing I like that they changed up was the war games thing. And now I don't want that every fucking year. I, I think it, that needs to be like a, a big few that actually matters during the time. And we need to settle this in war games and survivor series. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. But I kind of want the tradition to come back a little bit. Mm-hmm. What, I really what liked the, uh, I, I, the only one of those I really liked was whenever they did the NXT takeover one, when NXT invaded Survivor Series, and they had they had all three brands against each other, mm-hmm. or kind of like SmackDown and Raw against NXT. I know that was kind of cool, but I agree. Like the other thing with that was they always did the draft like a month before, so the whole thing was like you were supposed to be loyal to your brand. Well, most of the fucking people switched brands, so they're literally new to the one that they're on, and they're about to face the old one that they used to be on. So it's literally like what what colors your t-shirt oh red versus blue let's do it like it's it's fucking dumb well uh, lebron james left the fucking the, the 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 sports ball team and went to the other sports ball team and he played against them and didn't give a fuck yeah but when when, when i when i it's <laughs> sports ball sports ball you know they get they get hired by the other team and they have to play against their old team they don't care I just went into like space right there when you just started like putting that shit. Like, I was fucking mo- like a monkey. Space is the place, brother. All the, all the fucking equations were like showing up in front of me. <laughs> I blew your <laughs> mind because I, I turned Chaz's argument on its head. Uh, yeah, you said sports ball three times, and he started doing like insane levels of like calculus immediately. <laughs> I don't remember like what fucking team he was originally on because I don't care. 
like I couldn't give you the, the team names. That's why Cavaliers, then Miami Heat, then back to the Cavaliers, now to the LA Lakers. I remembered Miami Heat. I know who the fucking LA Lakers are. I just could not remember that fucking Cavaliers the, team. The Cavaliers, yep. Yeah, shitty Cleveland. Huh? But the most thing, before I give like my final score on the whole uh, Survivor Series, the one thing I really fucking hated, especially when NXT got involved too, which I thought was cool because now we get to see NXT wrestlers. But they always did like the whole like scoring system. Be like, oh, Team SmackDown won, and and then Team Raw won, and you always knew that Team Raw would always win because they're the A fucking show. I'm like, this is so <laughs> stupid. It's so predictable. Like NXT is never gonna go over. Maybe they'll get like one match win, but all the other shit are gonna go over because it's main roster shit. And mm-hmm. I think they finally understood. Like, hey, we need to stop doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Hope more things change about the uh, yearly pay-per-view schedule. I think some things are like a lot of these, like well, this pay-per-view is a gimmick match pay-per-view, and it's they're all going to be Hell in a Cells. Like I heard, I'm pretty sure I heard Triple H wants to drop the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and stop doing that, mm-hmm. which is great. And then I feel like they should quit doing an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view too, because. I don't know. I'd save that for like a Survivor Series occasionally. Because well, Vince, a- Vince okay. is back, so who knows? <laughs> Honestly, I know that I know the match itself is called Elimination Chamber, but like, I don't think there's any in terms of gimmick matches outside of just like the traditional team match they've used. The Elimination Chamber itself just seems so fitting for Survivor Series. Exactly. Like rotating yeah. that with War Games and and doing traditional would be like a really cool idea. Like, you could rotate, and then they don't get stale. Because then it's, like you said, you're not banking on it every year. Like, the only one the only one gimmick that I like consistently, no matter what, every year is Royal Rumble. Yep. And then the second one that I, I could see changing it, but I, at least I am okay with it being its own thing, but I, would, I think I'd still rather it be, like, on the WrestleMania card instead, is Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'd also not like that to be every year too. Mm-hmm. Cause it gets over. It's been way overused, I think. Yeah, well, it takes away from like the 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 gimmick of someone also being able to like hold it. Like if you do that so far in advance, it's really hard to like book around to have someone hold that because it's so long of seeing what the crowd's reactions and stuff are going to be and what you're going to do. Um, I liked whenever they would do it really close to the road to WrestleMania because then you could kind of like pull swerves on people. Um, hell, you could even have it on the actual WrestleMania card. Yeah. And especially with two nights, like night one could have a a, a, a money in the bank and you swerve people that they're going to cash in or something. And then night two, they do cash in. Like, I don't know. I, but that's, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Royal Rumble. And that's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. So what, do you, what do you guys rate this this pay per view extravaganza? I give it a six point five out of ten. Um, it's it's decent. Uh, which br- it brought it down a little bit was the fucking doink one uh, for me. But overall, I I enjoyed it. So it's a six point five out of ten for me. Yeah, I I gave it a seven and a quarter. Uh, I mean, obviously, probably because I was much higher on the, the doing match you guys were because how stupid it was. Uh, it didn't really pull anything down for me, and the rest of the card was really good. So uh, I I actually was very happy with how it went. It's probably what, at least since I've been watching with you guys, this has probably been the best pay-per-view I've watched. Or close to it. 
I gave it a 6.6. Because, uh, yeah, the, the comedy match dragged it down, but some of the other things, too. Like, there were... There was no, there were no bad matches except for that one, and then mm-hmm. there was a really good match. So that was awesome. But uh, yeah, I give it a little leeway because again, it did so many things to set up stuff uh, for next year, and like kind of beyond that too. Because uh, this, is, this is where Owen's finally going to get his break. This is where Undertaker's going to start becoming more of a fixture in the programming just after this. That's going back into the main event, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's Survivor Series '93. And then we move on to WWF Monday Night Raw, November twenty ninth, nineteen ninety three. Bobby Heenan, Vince McMahon, in White Plains, New York. It's in Where's the it Rock- at? Rochester area. Oh. Yeah, it's right over there. And um, tonight we have, you know, obviously the card. They mentioned Razor Ramon versus Diesel. And then Ludwig Borga. They're going to get some Owen Hart. And then Wrestler of the Year Award. (laughs) WWF's 1993 Superstar of the Year. Oh, man. (laughs) WCW's been touting the horn of... 1992 Rookie of the Year, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, but who's going to be the 1993 WWF Superstar of the Year? You know? I, I wonder who. It's we'll exciting. get to that. Who? Uh, the first match is Steiner Brothers versus uh, who was the first guy? Mike, Mike Corey. Corey, Corey and, okay. and Reno Riggins. Reno Riggins finally showed up. It's like they've been referencing Reno Riggins like a commentary randomly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, finally, he's here, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Okay, he's just like a jobber. <laughs> <laughs> Must be some kind of inside joke or something." Yeah. Uh, uh, Scotty just whipping ass immediately. He does like a dragon suplex. It's no snapdragon suplex. It's not a petunia suplex like Kenny Omega does, but it's a suplex. <laughs> the petunia suplex. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got to tend to his snapdragons. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> uh. And then I, something struck me about this. Uh, you know, it's that thing I always do where I look at the jobbers and I'm just kind of like really scrutinizing them and thinking about them. There's some alternate reality where Reno Riggins and Vinny Vegas became a super successful tag team in the 90s. It's, it's got to be an alternate timeline somewhere. <laughs> uh, Vegas boys. The Vegas boys. Uh Steiner, and then they have, they have the, the tagline, what happens in Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. In- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. See? It's there. <laughs> uh, Steiner and Rick beat the brakes off these guys. And then Scott seems to be having the most fun with it, though. <laughs> Just picking these guys up and overpowered him. He does like the Steiner screwdriver to Reno and fucking kills him and drags him to the corner to make him tag his partner. <laughs> and then he tilt the world, slams him, and does the Frankensteiner. It looks like it fucking killed that guy. <laughs> like a, a flop. It's like he flopped out of it. Like he snapped his neck and just landed in a heap. I thought the guy fucking died. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh shit, he just killed a man on television. <laughs> oh damn, it was squash. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, it was a, a Steiner squash. It's kind of entertaining. <laughs> 
fucking gave that guy CTE immediately. Uh, they, they hyped the Survivor Series encore, um, and then they showed the whole Yokozuna and Undertaker uh, highlight. And then we get to Double J. Oh, boy. I'm going to take this one away. Well, he's there with Buddy Lee's cousin, apparently, or, like, family member. Yeah. And and they, like, go to Buddy Lee's uh, record label place, and he's just berating everybody. Like, he's being all sexist to the secretary. Like, hey, honey, you know, I'm I'm here to see Buddy Lee. You look really nice today. Move out of my way. (laughs) Move (laughs) faster. Just start. Where's Buddy Lee? I'm here to see Buddy Lee. (laughs) What cracked me up is one guy says, He's like, don't you know who I am? I'm Double J. I'm Jeff Jarrett. He's like, I know who you are. You're the wrestler that was here last week. <laughs> it's like he killed the whole fucking thing. <laughs> he exposed him right there. <laughs> and then they run him out. They run him and fucking Buddy Lee's cousin out to the elevator. This is my favorite part of this. Because you still hear him rambling from the elevator like it's mic and then it shows the lady, the receptionist lady at the front desk has like a little security monitor. And it zooms in on the security monitor. And he's like, that's J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T. It spells it out on the little monitor. <laughs> Not the whole screen. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know why. It was just really funny. <laughs> it, his music, like the background music. Uh, that plays in his promos, like it's it's stitched in my brain so fucking terribly. <laughs> you have to make that some kind of like, I mean, we can't do that. We'll get we'll get God. God damn it! I want it's like we need to integrate that into the show somehow. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be that hard. You, it's just very generic, like Southern country riff well, in the see. background. Let's see if Streamyard has anything like that. Uh, oh boy. Hold on. Nope. Uh, daydreaming. Nope. <laughs> uh, night driving. Nope. Synth wave. But wave. Now you gotta like find tumbleweed. Yeah, tumbleweed. Yeah, there's nothing. All the feet of ducks. Nah. Oh yeah. Jeff Jarrett, double J. E, double F, J, A. Why do you sound like double God? R, E, double T. Because I put my thing on. <laughs> oh, you turn you turn God mode on. Okay. Yeah. The world's largest love machine. This uh, I, I was entertained. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna get we're gonna get to see that one day. I know. Not, it's not very far. I can't wait. <laughs> I used to fucking love that as a kid. I'd play and create a wrestler on uh, any any game that had him. But I remember it being on uh, the PlayStation Raw. Uh, what was it? WWF Attitude. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I always used that music, and I would create a you know like the you know I'm a kid, so it's like the default guy that's like seven feet tall, white. He's Hale's a fucking ghost, and he's coming out to sexual chocolate. <laughs> Amazing. He's wearing, like, neon green fucking pants or some shit, you know? He's yeah, fucking blue hair and some shit. Fucking, yeah. Comes out. Fucking sexual chocolate. Yeah. 
100%. Up next, we got Diesel and Razor Ramon. I'm like, all right, this could be pretty interesting. The main event of the night. In the middle of the show. Yes. <laughs> it's It starts off Diesel's overpower and Razor. And, okay, you know, Diesel's bigger than Razor. That makes sense. And then Diesel starts working Razor's back. He's doing forearms to his back. And he does, like, the little Steve Austin rope attack thing. You know, hang the guy over the ropes and you run and you fucking teabag the back of his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were talking about a stun gun, but then you said the knee, the back of the head. I'm like, wait a second. No. no I, I, the reason why I attribute that to Steve Austin is because, like, that's the guy I remember seeing do it the most. Hmm. Uh, like, he doesn't do it right now in his career that we see him in, but, like, he does it a lot later. Uh, and then he does, like, a backbreaker. Good looking backbreaker for two. And then Diesel puts Razor in Bear Hug. And Razor's like, oh, I'm going to get out of it. And no, he eats a fucking big boot. And then Diesel hits the snake eyes and goes back for the bear hug. Uh, Razor breaks out of the bear hug. And he hits like a big bulldog from like the top rope. And he gets up and he does some of his punches. And he hits a body slam, and Razor's like, yeah, it's fucking over, Chico. He's going to do the Razor's Edge. Then Shawn Michaels comes in, and he hits him, and he causes a disqualification. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just showing that they're building up to, no, I'm the real champ. No, I'm the real champ, pretty much. Then after that, Shawn gives Razor sweet chin music, and he goes to grab his his fake IC title. (laughs) (laughs) And he throws it in the ring, and he's, like, going to power drive him on his own title. But then one, two, three, kid shows up, and he hits a crossbody. And he does dude, martial arts kicks. Dude, that Mar- pop was crazy for one, two, three, kid. Well, he's over right now. Yeah, pe- people really like him. Uh, I couldn't remember that. Like, I, I don't remember. Like, for some reason, I don't remember how popular he was, uh, really. Yeah. The one, two, three, kids popularity gets overshadowed by X-Pac Heat forever. Which I still think is bullshit. Yeah. X-Pac Heat. I don't know. Like, I feel like that was like one of the first ancient memes. Well, I'm X-Pac because <laughs> I'm X-Pac. X-Pac. You gotta cross your eyes when you say that. X-Pac! <laughs> uh, <I'm a> snake. <laughs> uh, he hits Sean with like martial arts kicks and Sean flips out of the ring. He almost doesn't make it. He like kind of hangs her on the rope for like a second. He's like, oh shit. He makes it over. And then they leave. Uh, good little match. Uh, Diesel got to show he's capable, but was protected by the finish, more or less. Mm-hmm. I guess this is going to lead to a tag match, possibly. I feel like. Uh, six out of ten. Okay, yeah, I, I, I give it a 5.9 out of 10. Um, I, I don't mind Razor. I don't, I don't mind Diesel. I thought they had a good match. Obviously, they want to show, again, that Razor and Diesel, are, you know, to keep them strong. So they have HBK come in and interrupt the match. Um, again, HBK just selling like a motherfucking champ. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, Chaz? I had a six out of ten. It's serviceable. I I felt like the uh, 
the finish was just kind of abrupt. Like, don't get me, I, like, I'm fine with it because, um, like, it's not like they did a bunch of DQs all night or anything, it's whatever, and it's building right off the heels of, uh, the whole IC title dilemma that was kind of first, uh, realized during, uh, Shawn Michaels, um, summer, or, uh, Survivor Series promo, because he's like, I have the real belt here and all that, so, like, I'm fine with that for story. Only thing that does kind of suck, though, is that because this show is nothing else but squashes, uh, then, I mean, it's exactly that. It's a bunch of squashes, and then just this match that abruptly gets ended, and that's it. But it's okay. Uh, the match was fine. And then all the stuff afterwards, of course, was cool. I agree. The pop for one, two, three kid was really good. Mm-hmm. Fucking Sean Waltman, when he, <laughs> when he do the promo later. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is Bam Bam with Luna versus... Uh, Billy Crystal. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, it's John Crystal. I'm going to call him Billy Crystal. <laughs> uh, and Bam Bam is just destroying this guy. He's like building him across the ring and all kinds of shit. It, it, Billy Crystal actually manages to land a few punches, though. But that rally is short-lived. Luda's out there shouting and shit. And Bobby goes, how would you like to wake up to that in the morning? Turn the alarm off! And I start fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was great. Lot um, sleepyhead. <laughs> I I heard that, and and when I like normally you hear her voice and it's like scary or whatever, but hearing her say normal things it made me think Ed Big Head. Hey. <laughs> and that's immediately what I thought. <laughs> oh my! Oh baby! Oh baby! Oh baby! <laughs> Rocco! It's like, what the fuck? Mrs. Big Head? <laughs> what, what do you want? I, I, I want I want a tattoo of a can of beans that says Gloria on it. It's the <laughs> same episode. You're welcome. <laughs> well, that might be my favorite Nickelodeon show. I'm pretty sure it is. It's 100% mine. I, I fucking loved Rocco. It was oh. so inappropriate. There was uh, a great spot in this match, and I feel like this is where the match should have ended, but it, it didn't. Uh, if this was a, a, a Southern Territory ma- uh, match, it would have ended here. Uh, Bam Bam Beals Billy Crystal across the ring again, but this time he flings him even further, and he kind of like flies past the bottom rope, and it looks like he sucks pole on the way out. It looked rough. It looked like he fucking hit the pole, like going, getting launched out of the ring. And I was like, oh shit. And then he just crawls back to the ring immediately. And I'm like, no, he should just be dead. He should just get counted out. And because could you imagine that? If it's like, holy shit, is that guy okay? It's like he just stopped moving if that was the finish. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> Killed him. Yeah. That'd be good to get Bam Bam back on because it's like Bam Bam was the butt of the joke on Survivor Series, and then he just, like, murdered some guy because he was pissed. <laughs> but, uh, he, he gets back in the ring, and he clobbers him a couple times, and he does the leaping Enzigiri thing in the back of Billy Crystal's head, and he pins him. It's a squash. Yes, squash. Squash. Speaking of doink. 
Speaking uh, of noises. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, my continuity error. I'm ready for this. Replay, replay um, of wrestling challenge where Santa Claus gives Doink a present, which turned out to be Dink the Clown. Dink. What's your continuity error you were talking about? Yeah, and, it, and this is after, like, just for us, this is two two nights before. So this is after Survivor Series, because Survivor Series is that previous Wednesday. Just because it makes sure that we're on the same page for dates. Cause, so the whole thing with the, the build-up to Survivor Series is that, and that it's been this way for months, is that Doink gets away with the whole thing of he can have multiple Doinks, and there can be multiple Doinks, and it's fine. And he has a whole team of doinks, and the real doinks not even in that team. And then, you know, we have the people that were the doinks anyway. And then they kept this thing with Santa Claus, and he's like, hey, and he's like, I'm going to name him. Oh, it's doink. He's like, you can't call, call him doink. There's only one doink. There can only be one doink. Jack Tony made it. There's only one doink. And I'm like, the fuck you mean there's only one doink? I just watched an army of fucking doinks fight. <laughs> so then he's like, I call him Dink. Which again, I get it. It's Dink because he's he's tiny, uh, which is fine. But I just thought it was weird that they just decided randomly. No, you know what? You can only have one Doink. There can only be one, and they didn't have them have like a Highlander match for the Doink title. So, if that yeah, it, was still Doink, that's what would have happened. Yeah, make like, have fucking Texas Death Match, a Doink on a pole match, <laughs> Do it, Doink Bagwell on a forklift match. Dink and Sink match. <laughs> Dink and Sink. You heard an elf on the shelf. How about Dink and Sink? It's like the fetus in PT. That's Dink and Sink. That's what it is. <laughs> I know this isn't related, but someone today was showing me this. Like, for some reason, it was like, you heard an elf on the shelf. And uh, they had uh, uh, Snoop on a stoop. And they definitely made like their own like yarn like uh, Snoop Dog elf. It's a guy like the beard. He's smoking a joint. <laughs> he's in that little elf costume. And they had him like hang around the house and, and like provide rap lyrics and presents all Christmas instead of doing elf on the shelf. It was fucking weird. It was funny. So anyway, uh, it just reminded me of that. Um, I, I, miss, I miss the old doink. I don't, I don't like the new doink. I'm full, uh, fully entrenched in not liking this new one. So. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Thinking the sink sounds like uh, you're taking a shit in the sink, though. It's kind of funny. I'm just thinking of like a little fetus that looks like Dink. Oh God, like, like in PT. In yeah, that's why. That's why how I came up with it. Dink in the sink. Yeah. Exactly nine months later. Sorry. <laughs> it tells you it's like you you lost your job and you drowned your sorrows in booze. <laughs> like it just starts telling you that. It's like, oh. This is in the ring, and they're going to reveal who the WWF 1993 Superstar of the Year is. And Lex Luger comes out first, and reveal it's revealed that Lex Luger is not the winner. And he says he respects this guy, and he's great. And it's Bret Hart. Bret Hart comes out, and he thanks everybody, and he thanks the fans, and he dedicates the award to the fans who never gave up on him and his family. And he's going to regain the world title. Is that why he left the trophy in the ring? Because it's the fans' trophy. I guess so. I guess that's one way to look at it. Yeah, because it bothers me when like stuff like that happens, where they're like, "Oh, I won this award, but I'm gonna leave the trophy sitting there." 
And I'm like, just take the fucking trophy. You won it. But I guess because the fans won, they're the winners. They're the winners. Mm-hmm. As long as I, Bret Hart I, gets pushed, the fans are the winners. I did like Heenan like trying to sell that he thought he was going to get picked. And then he stands up. <laughs> and then like <laughs> he's he's uh, mad that he's not picked. I thought that was funny. That's pretty good touch, yeah. <laughs> then, like right after this, we get Owen Hart versus Chris Duffy. And I'm like, oh yeah, Chris Duffy. It's he should he really should have kept his mullet because before he looked like a high school bully, became a wrestler, but now he looks like Louis Anderson dropped some weight and became a wrestler. What <laughs> fucking looks like? Guys, <laughs> I don't know about this. He's just getting his ass kicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Owen. Is starting to rip off Brett a little bit. That's kind of funny. Like he gives, he, he comes out with the Bret Hart sunglasses and he gives it to like a young lady. I don't know if she's a teenager or anything. I didn't get a good look at her. But, you know, Brett always gives his sunglasses to kids, right? Mm. So Owen gives it to like some girl. <laughs> she went fucking nuts. I was like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I mean, why should she? The Rocket just gave her fucking sunglasses. You know what? The Rocket eliminated most of the fucking knights in that match. He did all the work, and his fucking brother caused him to get eliminated. It's bullshit. And then the disrespect of the We Want Brett chance. Yeah, and then he was getting disrespected because he was schooling Louis Anderson and how to fucking wrestle. It's not his fault. He's got to <laughs> wrestle fucking Louis Anderson after all this shit. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Uh, Owen hits like that sick ass enziguri that he does, and it's amazing. He gets like that that perfect, the right amount of leg slap. It's not gratuitous, and and the guy sold it amazing. It's like he acted like he was disoriented and just fumbled out of the fucking ring, like he was gonna land on his head. <laughs> he gets back in the ring though, and Owen puts him in the sharpshooter, and he, he wins. This is a squash. Who does the uh, sharpshooter better, Owen or Brett? They're the same, right? <laughs> it looks it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, I can't I can never really tell much difference between the two of them. Yeah, I I, I just wanted to see if like you guys had an opinion, but uh, like I like that was like that's a, that's a nice sharpshooter, but then again, the heart dungeon, so they probably all yeah. call it the same. I see, I thought both of them put it on very well, like very cleanly. I I mean I probably give the nudge to Brett just a slightly, but it it's yeah, they both look but very similar in how they apply it. And 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 sell that they're actually trying to hurt their the opponent. When when Natalia's allowed to wrestle and have a match, and she, she does this thing where she really, if it's a if it's a good enough match and there's enough heat, she'll do this thing where she'll lean way back and almost do like a fucking headstand and crank that thing, and it looks like oh my god, you're gonna snap her spine. That's pretty cool too. What is with her little hat that she's wearing lately? You notice that? She's been doing these little things with her character where it's it's kind of funny, actually. So, I don't know. Now she's doing... Only heels wear a hat like that, you know? Baby faces don't wear hats like that. Yeah, she's like wearing it's an like, HBK like, hat. It's like wearing a scarf. It's yeah. not a gay hat, though. She's a girl. You, you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> it's it's not the same rules for guys where you just... You look gay. They don't have those rules. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, uh, <laughs> I think Vince in the back. I'm not gonna use Vince's voice, but he just sees someone walking in a hat. He's like, "Take that off! That's gay." 
Take that off. It's gay. I don't want to see that. You know what? No, keep wearing it. <laughs> the character's gay now. He sees That's Roman what? Reigns fucking wearing it. Take that gay hat off. <laughs> gay hat on a pole match. <laughs> um, after that match, Bobby Heenan tries to interview Owen, but he just refuses to say anything uh, at every attempt and leaves. And I'm like, whoa. He pulled a Chris Jericho. I thought Chris Jericho invented that. There's going to be a point where Brett goes, you know, Owen come out here and, like, confronts him, right? At some point, it boils over. I think it's like, Brett I, think it ha- I think it happens at the Royal Rumble is where it really boils over and becomes a full-on feud. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's funny that you say Chris, the Chris Jericho thing, because... Uh, at least listening to, to his various podcasts and other stuff too, when he talks about like the things that inspired him most to be a wrestler, Owen Hart was like like by far his like largest inspiration. So it just makes sense like watching him back. It's like oh well, that's obviously where he gets it. It's a it's a direct nod to Owen Hart because it's like that's the person that a lot of his wrestling is inspired by. It was it was so much that he he had he dreamed he could make it to WWF and be able to, to team with him. Yeah, yeah, I remember why on the in the dark side of the ring thing. He, he talks about how like it it actually made him realize he could do it because he could try to because of his size and that he could learn how to uh, wrestle that way that he he'd be able to to, to actually make it. Yeah, so that's yeah, pretty neat. But of, of course, all the all the unfortunate tragedies of the future. We won't worry about any of that. I mean, eventually everybody dies, right? So. This is how that goes. Not in Star Wars. Uh, not in Star Wars. <laughs> Nobody's ever really dead. Yeah. Well, just like wrestling, Star Wars isn't real. So let's move on. <laughs> Versus Scott Taylor. And I like this because, like, Howard Vingle's trying to do the introduction, and Livid Morgan just fucking runs in there and starts punching Scotty Tuati in the stomach. He just, like, bam, bam. And then, like, Bobby, he's like, oh, man, I wish you would have sucked Fickle on the way there. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Scott Taylor gets a few punches, but Borga shuts him down very quickly. He does, like, a free fall flapjack. It's always a cool move. Mm-hmm. And then he puts him in the torture rack and really cranks that thing, taps him out. Holy shit. How did I miss that? I did not realize that was Scotty Too Hotty. It's him. I checked before. He's he's been doing jobs on Raw since the beginning mm-hmm. of this year, since the beginning of the show. He's like it. twenty or something at that point, though. It's crazy. Uh, let me go to the back. And, well, they do a split screen thing where they show Vince and Hina, and then Razor and One Two Three Kid are in the back, and then Vince wants to ask, you know, Kid something, but Razor speaks up first. He calls Sean Boy Toy. McMahon, I got something to say to the boy toy, and he starts to talk shit about Shawn Michaels and says, hey, you know, the kid, he beat the bad guy, he can beat anybody. I guess so. That's one way to look at it. You know what, Mr. McMahon? (laughs) And then Shawn Waltman speaks, and I feel so bad for him. He looks like he's about to shit himself. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) He's just so nervous, you can tell. Bobby Heaton fucking made me die, dude. Oh. <laughs> I just—he's like deer in headlights, looking at the camera, and he's like, he goes, 
Mr. Michaels, I hope you're ready because I'm going to come out full steam ahead and give it 100%. It was like, imagine if Morgan cut a promo. That's what it was. I might be able to do it. I don't know. I might get some help from a Grandpa Rick. I don't know. We may not make any more of these anyway because that guy touched somebody. Grandpa Razor. I Grandpa talk Razor. Razor. I talked to, talk to teenagers all. Morty. Sorry. <laughs> you can see Razor was like, yeah. Like he knew that wasn't good. He was just like, yeah. Uh, ooh, man. And then Bobby just started making fun of him immediately. He's like, Mr. Michaels. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. And what's funny ooh. is like, the the cabaret was still on fucking one two three kid and razor while Bobby Heenan did that and there was literally like seven seconds because I think they were either waiting for Razor to be like say shut up Bobby or like maybe one two three kid to say something and he doesn't say anything and they just go away. <laughs> <laughs> he just made him look stupid <laughs> after he tried to do a promo. It was like it was like fucking American Idol and Simon just shat on you like pretty much immediately after. <sighs> and then they start telling us what we're gonna see next week. We're gonna see Do- Doink Two, um, Majin Crush, and we're gonna see One Two Three Kid versus HBK. I'm like, okay, that should be cool. That that should be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of a flat show post Survivor Series. I thought not bad though. But nothing all that good either. <laughs> uh, 5.9 out of 10. Okay. Uh, we're in the same ballpark. I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Because um, I was like, all right, cool diesel razor match. And then the rest of it's just fucking fluff. Just squash matches. Um, then we had a pretty lame award thing, in my opinion. Because, like, I love Brett. Um, but... Even that promo was like giving it back to the fans. It just felt off to me. And uh, <laughs> the whole fucking Razor and One Two Three Kid promo was like funny, but like bad funny. It was bad it's, funny. It's it was like, fucking what? gold, is what it was, but yeah. in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Jeff Jarrett segment was good, though. You're still mm. managing to crank out entertaining things with him. Yeah. But, Chaz, what about you? What's your. Uh, thoughts and and score. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of what you guys said. I mean, it is starting to build on uh, those those little threads of story. <sighs> Sorry, uh, they were tying into uh, with um, uh, Survivor Series, so like, that's good that they're building onto that. But yeah, this is just there to be fluffed. It's a stepping stone. Um, so I I gave it a five and a half. Yeah, and typically, WWE, WWF had a pattern uh, where when they reach the end of the year after Survivor Series, they kind of go on autopilot for like a month. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering how bad that's going to be for like the, ne- <laughs> the next few episodes of Raw we're going to do. And that kind of leads us into us tweaking the schedule a little bit for the end of the year. Because uh, I was looking at the schedule and I realized like, since we're not doing Saturday nights anymore because they were bad. <laughs> it was like, okay, so you got like four Rawls and Starcade. And the way that works is 
if we stuck to our schedule was it would be raw 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 starcade but the weird thing is starcade takes place on a monday and that same day is a fucking raw i so I you, would a, end the, you would end the month on just an episode of raw and it's just like you can't do that <laughs> yeah i think we should do the three raws because i mean we did we just did fucking survivor series in a raw which is about four hours right and he's going about like 45 to possibly an hour uh of raw so why don't we just do the three raws you know the next recording that we do and triple then penetration raw dogging yeah you have triple raw dogging and and then the following episode we do starcade in that last raw that's right and then we'll uh do a maybe we'll do a 1993 year-end award thing it won't be nearly as elaborate but you know we'll take I, feel like, I, feel, I feel like you have to it'll be easy it'll be simple mm-hmm. uh and what's coming up next is i was looking at what we could do for 94 and i realized there's not enough episodes of Saturday night on the WWE network on Peacock. They just go to like February or something <laughs> and flame out. And they don't have any other WCW programming from around that time on TV either still. And there was a YouTube channel we were watching that had pretty much all of them up to like, I want to say like 96 or 97. Yeah. It went, it went pretty far. Uh, they got, got, they got got by the copyright assholes, even though you can't watch fucking Saturday night anywhere. So um, I decided we're going to initiate the fast forward protocol for the first time. <laughs> and we're just going to basically review pay-per-views and big cards in 1994 from WWF, WCW and ECW for the first time. Oh, yeah. Orgy of violence. Yeah, orgy of violence is, is a thing. Um, what's funny, though, is because WCW has the Clash of the Champions specials, they're going to have the most coverage. It's, it just so happens. Wow. So, <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. So that's that's everything that's coming down the, the pike, pretty much. Yep. So remember... For next episode, we're going to be doing December 6th, December 13th, and December 20th, 1993 of Monday Night Raw. Triple raw dogging it. That means you have one dick, and then a dick in the middle, and a dick at the end, at, at the ba- back, all in one hole. There you go. Raw. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> TP Raw. Yes. Fucking gonorr- gonorrhea. But until next time, everybody, we will see you next, uh, not next week, but the following week uh, for getting some color. Eventually. Bye. See you. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. 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 Hopes me forget about my candy.